0: Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Random Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Jose, but these past few episodes have leaned really heavily on, like, business, Nintendo business side. You know, their financials, their future, their death, their life, everything in between. And it's kind of nice to say that for the first time in a while, we have an episode that is dedicated strictly to what Nintendo makes. What? Which are the ga- Yeah, I know, right? Say what? Which are the games. <laughs> So I'm really excited for the fact that this episode is actually about the game in its entirety. We're going to be taking an in-depth look at the recent Nintendo Direct and discussing all the major announcements and some yeah. of the minor announcements that came out of it. Okay, settle down. I know, this is too much to handle. It's like a roller coaster of emotion, but even though it's only positive so far. And we're also going to be looking or giving our impressions of Steel Diver Subwars, which came out of that Direct is now available. So between the two of those things, between in-depth impressions and a game about submarines, we're appropriately calling this episode Diving Into the Deep because you see depth and and deep, and and there's a pun in there, and if you connect it... Anyway, so in addition to uh, those two things, we also have some third-party game news to discuss. We have a very brief, after that whole speech about games only, we have a very brief detour into a Jason Sales corner to discuss January MPD numbers, and then along with uh, Steel Diver impressions, we also also have impressions, courtesy of you, Jose, of Wii U, eShop title, Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams. So... It's a lot of stuff to get through, a lot of games. If you're curious about specific games, we have the timestamps on the site, RamTime.com, episode 64, Diving Into the Deep. Just click down. We break everything down by the specific times. So you can jump what you're, jump to what you're interested in. But we're going to start from the beginning. And the beginning is, of course, that Nintendo Direct. So uh, I guess we should start with the bigger of the two systems that we're talking Like They, they talked about Wii U and 3DS, but 3DS totally overshadowed Wii U in that Direct, I think. And they talking about the 3DS first? They did as well, yes. Oh, well, no, well, yeah, so we'll kind of go in the same order as them, but yeah, we're basically going in their order, now that I think about it. So yeah, we'll start with the 3DS, and we'll talk about a couple games that are coming out in the near future, uh, the first of which we haven't heard about for quite a while, and that is Mario Golf World Tour, which was delayed a year ago to who knows when, but now we finally know it's getting a release date of May 2nd, my birthday weekend, actually. Uh, thanks, Nintendo. And, um it's going to have not just the multiplayer mode that was previously revealed with online play, but I will also discuss, that's Tsutura Iwa and Nintendo's goal of present. I feel like I always put that like full descriptor of him. I think they people are listening. Yeah, well, because you never know if someone's listening and doesn't know who I'm talking about. Although if they found Ran Nintendo and they're listening pretty to sure talk for they're two listening and a half hours. I'm pretty sure they would not know who all these people are for the most part. But just to be safe, it's always good to put it there, I guess. All right. Fine, uh, I wanna figure out who he is. It's a mystery. <laughs> he uh, he detailed the single-player mode for the first time in the Direct last week. So, um, it's going to be more than what Mario Tennis Open had, but I would say less than what the Game Boy Advance Mario sports games had, where they're literally full-fledged the RPGs. I'd say for some, it is kind of the bar, because, I mean, there's, like, when Mario Golf... Sorry, when Mario Tennis Open came out, a lot of people were upset that there wasn't an RPG mode. And everyone always associates... Or not everyone, but a lot of people associate the handheld Mario Sports games with the uh, RPG mode. That's like wow. King Kong's thing. What? I don't know. I just meant that kind of... You even said when we got Mario Tennis open and did our impressions on the show that there wasn't enough content to you. No, I didn't. I could have sworn you did. No, I said we'll that go was fine because
1: I just wanted to play online and just do exhibition uh, matches. Wow. Well, I didn't really care. You were the one that wanted the RPG mode and all the... Did I just mix up? I just
0: mix this up 100 I mean, when I
1: think Mario Golf, I just yeah, I just want to play the golf. golf. I don't really care so much about the RPG. Hence right. why I never even well, got here, on in the first place. Well, Well, to- that's just me though. I mean, I yeah. guess
0: you... I'm not. I'm, that, I'm just know. saying that it's somewhere in between what you seem to want and what other people maybe seem to want. I'm fine with where it is in the middle or where I think it is, and that's that. The single player mode has this mode called Castle Club, in which you control your me and you're going to be doing various tournaments and various courses and whatnot as your me. But over the course of it, you can also uh, customize your me with up to eight different items of clothing. Yeah, you know, and and not cl- just clothing. Eight different items, including clothing and golf clubs and so golf balls. Kind block. of like the Mario Tennis. Program, it's like Mario Tennis, where you get but to they pick the shirts, the shorts. Exactly, and... it's exactly like that. But the difference this time around is instead of just going to like a menu and doing it, there's, like a little world you're in. Like the Castle Club is a thing you walk around in based on the trailer, and you go to like the training area to practice your uh, golf skills, which is very similar to what Mario Tennis had with its training. Or you go to the locker room, whatever that is. I assume that's where you equip your stuff. But they also said in the press release, not in the Direct, that there's a cafe and there's some other things. So I'm wondering, there must be some sort of, like, walking around and dialogue or something. Like, what would you do at a cafe if it wasn't some sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah, be street pass. I don't know. That actually would make a certain amount of sense. But, and even if you just take menus to get to those screens, you're still, like, there's still different environments and there's toads you talk to and different things happen. So it is a bit more in-depth. And, of course, depending on the items you choose, that will affect how you play with, you know, how easy it is to control swing, the distance you hit, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what the single player is going to be. And, you know, regardless, I guess at the end of the day, regardless if it's more like Mario Tennis or if it's more like Mario uh, Golf on GBA or Mario Tennis on GBA, I am fine with whatever it is and I'm super excited for it. I have not for a year. I love Mario Golf. Toadstool Tour is one of my favorite GameCube games. So uh, I've to play a Mario Golf game, so I get Yeah, we were supposed to play Toadstool tour. I was supposed to bring it over sometime. I did yeah. not do that. I am a horrible friend. Horrible. Horrible. But I will but I will say it is extremely fun. And uh then it looks like based on the new footage, all the whimsy of Mario Golf is uh, still there. I mean, which is, know, did that you see is. a screenshot of no. uh uh the Yarn Yoshi looking golf course?
2: Mm. Or the Yoshi's
0: New Island looking golf course. There's a golf course. there's a screenshot in time release after direct. It's Donkey Kong playing golf in front of what it looks like some sort of Yoshi's Island, Yoshi Story, Yarn Yoshi, like, world. Like, it has that stack with, like, the knitting Sounds and everything. It's, it's cool, and it's fa- just the fact that Nintendo's diversifying it. And then they showed a cheap, cheap underwater course, where you're playing underwater, yeah, and the that. water will affect the physics. Like, there's some cool stuff they're doing. Yeah. I mean, a Mario Sports game has yet to disappoint me, but I haven't played Mario Sports Mix either, so... Yeah, well, that's not... I mean... To Nintendo's credit, that's Square Enix. So if it's not good, if you play it and are disappointed, it's not Nintendo's fault. It's Square. Enix. Did you play Mario Hoops Three on Three? Oh yeah, I did like, you like game. it? Oh well, then you'll awesome. we'll probably like Sports Mix as well. Um, I will say graphically, the new tri- the new footage they showed looked really good for a three DS game. Like because there's so little going on and you're just playing golf, they're able to, like really push the polygons on the characters and stuff. Like it looked good. Were the new Revelations good? No. Well, you, different yeah. art style, different yeah. art style. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, like, but I but in terms of yeah, way. but in terms of like the graphic detail, eh, somewhat. But uh, Mario Golf: actually isn't the only game coming out May second. Nintendo- what I know, Nintendo loves me f- on my birthday weekend. Just to be clear, my birthday is not May second, but still, uh, they birthday are. Birthday weekend. When is this game coming out? When's your birthday? Kirby Triple Deluxe comes out the same day as Mario Golf World Tour, oh, which second. is May second, and my birthday is that. Su- it comes out on Friday, and my birthday is that Sunday. Birthday weekend. If it comes out on the 2nd, that would make Sunday the 4th, your birthday's on the Monday. So you're it's right, not the weekend. you're right. Well, my birthday weekend in you that, it's liar. closer. No, no, hold on. Wow. I could do simple math. No, birthday weekend in the sense, I will be celebrating my birthday over that weekend. Alright, Mr. Technicality. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I get by in life. Especially Technicalities. Alright. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Nintendo feels the need to constantly double stack their releases like this, but whatever, let them do it. So Kirby Triple Deluxe, which was out in, J- in uh, Japan since January, as we... Kind of predicted will be here in May. I honestly thought it'd be the third week of May. It's the first week of May, but it's still May. So, uh, half point, Jason. They do what they may do. Yeah. About. So, we have... Uh, since it's been out for a while in Japan, we have talked about the game pretty heavily on the show before. We discussed the keychain collectibles, which are basically Smash... Like, the Kirby triple deluxe answer to Smash Bros. trophies. You find them in the world, you get... You know, they're based on different Kirby games, that sort of thing. So uh, in the Direct, they spent a lot of time talking about that. but oh, you we know, don't really need to discuss that. But what I want to also talk about were some other things in the game that we haven't really talked about and haven't really been discussed a whole lot. Um, one of those is that, much like, along with keychains, much, much like with the Mario games, there are hidden collectibles in each world that unlock things later in the game. So instead of Star Coins or Green Stars, this time they are Sunstones, and they're scattered around the level, and you have to find them, and then you get some sort of thing at the end of the game if you do it. So there's that. Which adds a little more depth and adds a little more challenge since Kirby games... It does
1: add stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it adds a little... I'm just saying yeah. it adds a little
0: more to it since Kirby games, especially Kirby platforms, tend to be on the easier side. They can get creative with how to hide these. And, kind of like how Mario, some of the star coins are impossible yeah, to I get. I can't remember um, what traditional Kirby games had in
1: terms of hiding things, but... They didn't... N- I don't none think of they had none of, the tur- none of the old... Any 2D ones ever had any, except for um, Crystal Shards, that one had those crystal shards
0: you don't say yeah. <laughs> those are pretty challenging to but that was too. a little different because that was the main point of the game right the yeah yeah, no, no, yeah like like extras. Extras. I don't think they
1: I mean besides um, mass attack that one you have to find metals, but that's right. a spinoff that's not a yeah that's
0: more of the experimental crew oh
1: return to dreamland
0: did have hidden things they had like gears or something oh that's but, right yeah so I right. guess this isn't quite that exciting, but they have double the collectibles now—keychains yeah, and sunstones. Yeah, they didn't remove a feature. That so, is yeah. true. That is true. And they also—I want to also use this direct to explain how Street Pass works, which helps you with those keychains, not with the sunstones though. And it's—it's it's actually kind of interesting because no matter who you Street Pass, when you Street Pass in the game at certain points in each level, there's a wild D that will toss you an item. And if you Street Pass anyone, from my understanding, not just people at the game, he'll toss you a better item, and there'll be a little floating me head next to him to take credit for the item. But checking a head at you. He's No, he's throwing an item with a head in a speech bubble next to him. Oh. You're right, he's taking the head and throwing it at you, and Kirby is extremely... This Kirby's rated um, M, by the way, for that very reason. He's throwing heads, and sometimes corpses with no heads, because, you know, what are you going to do with the body? So That's one way to get a head. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. I can't give you too much of a hard time, because I am really bad at puns, too, but... Anyway, so so if you don't have if you don't have uh, the game and you street pass, that's what you give someone. If you do have the game and you street pass, you not only gives them a better item than the, than the, what they would get standard, but you also give them a the keychain. And there's apparently hundreds of these keychains throughout the game. So oh look at that, we're talking about keychains after I said we want to talk about. It. But there's hundreds of these keychains throughout the game. They're all based on like the different like sprites and whatnot of older Kirby games. They had the history attached, and here's just another way to collect them. So that I think that's kind of a cool way of doing street pass. And the jingle. And they jingle around with. They jingle driver. all the way. That's getting a sequel, apparently. It is. Without Arnold Schwarzenegger. Starring or Larry the Cable Guy and produced by WWE Films, because when you want high quality movies, two names come to mind: Larry the Cable Guy and WWE Wait, that's, Films. That's
1: the Alvin and the Chipmunks thing, right?
0: Larry, no, Larry the Cable Guy is the um, Tooth Fairy Two guy. Um, yeah, they made a Tooth Fairy sequel. The Tooth Fairy sequel is he in Alvin the and the Rock? Chipmunk? No, he's in the original, and they replaced him with Larry the Cable Guy, much like they're now replacing Arnold Schwarzenegger with Larry the Cable Guy. Then who is the Open
1: and the Chipmunks guy?
0: He had a t- oh, my name is Earl. Yeah, it's, uh. oh, what's his name? Jason Lee. Sure, I don't yeah, know his name. that's his name. That is his name. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say about um, the keychains and everything and how they're doing the street passing is it's kind of clever. I really, I'd like to see more games do this where it's not just like, oh, if someone else has a game and you happen to street pass them, congrats, you're special. But, like, no matter who you street pass, you get something for just street passing. Like, even if it's not as good as what you get normal, you at least get a little something. It's just like, hey, you you went out in the world. Good for you, champ. So, well, so there's that. But, uh, he also I should also mention, uh, while I touched on um, the game having a little more depth than previous Kirby games. I mean, we talked about in the past, is two entire separately, entirely separate mini-games. The Rhythm Game and the Smash Bros. Diet Edition, basically. Diet Smash Bros. But, yeah, the Diet Smash Bros looks really good, but the, I don't know, the other one still looks kind of the, shallow. The, 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 the rhythm game looks like a, imi- an imitation of Harmonite. Like, it looks like a poor imitation of Harmonite, basically. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, he did mention that, and this is probably taken from the Diet Smash Bros and why it's in single player, but when Kirby gets his copy abilities, they have multiple... Moves like in Smash Bros. Like there's an up B, a side B, a down B. No, well they've always had that though. Yeah, but they're apparently emphasizing it. like it's bigger. And that's why I was gonna ask you is is this am I crazy or no, is this like, something even, different?
1: Even even since um Kirby Dreamland three like they've had
0: like multiple moves. So I am crazy, and this is nothing different. Nothing new. Why do they hype it? You would think I would know this. Then again, no, I only played the experience. The last normal Kirby game I played was was sixty
1: four. Oh, uh, I mean, in, I do don't only know this because I played um a good amount of them with the
0: uh, Dream Collection. Right. Oh, that's true. So did I. But, oh, I started playing from the beginning, though. I played Dreamland 1 and 2 and kind of oh, stopped Oh, no, yeah, I just started with Dreamland 3. And okay, and stuff, so. yeah. Dreamland 1 on Game Boy is really fun. I have that. It's one of my first Game Boy games. Oh. Just I'd share. Oh. Uh, so, Word Out Japan... So, with Curry Triple Deluxe, Word Out Japan is, that is actually a good game. Oh, it doesn't suck. But, yeah, it doesn't suck. But, I see what you did there. But I still am not 100% sold on it. Like, I feel like on May 2nd, I'm definitely getting Mario Golf, and then Kirby's like, mmm, I don't know. I mean, if reviews are good here, maybe, but as I kind of already said, I'm really big on the crazy, weird, experimental Kirby, and not the, you know, the one that, like, does all sorts of weird, yeah. psychedelic drugs, and not the normal, clean-cut, standard platforming Kirby. See, I don't know. I may go with Kirby instead of Mario Golf, because even though
1: it's not, like, super crazy new Kirby... I tend to enjoy Kirby's more when they're on a handheld, and that last one
0: was on a console. That's and true. And I can't really just picture myself really playing it. That's those true. kind of games
1: on a console. Right,
0: right. So well, I'm hey, really that that bodes well, because then I have Mario Golf, and you have Kirby, and we can trade if we ever want to try each other's. and we can talk about both on the show, and it's perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Now, before... I guess this, to transition away from that, before we get to all that uh, Mario Golfing and Kirby sucking... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we have uh, we have a game coming out in March that involves tongues. I could, I'm could making <laughs> this as awkward as possible. Uh, Yoshi's New Island, March 14th, is what I was getting at. And, they, and finally, we, we were saying the last couple times we talked about Yoshi's Island, which was... I don't know, I think main, we started really talk about it in one of our January episodes and we were saying...
1: That it needs a hook.
0: Yeah, it needs some sort of hook. It needs something to set it apart. And if they're going to announce a hook, it's going to be within the next month. Or else it's going to be too close. You know, like they hype things up about a month out. Well, here we are. Three weeks at the time of the direct... Actually, no, a month at the time of the direct. Almost to the day. And sure enough, they announced a hook, kind of. Sort of. A little hook. Mini hooks. Baby hooks that don't really have a grasp on you. It's more like it's still going to be as content-filled as the previous ones. Yeah, essentially. But they did announce a couple... They did, like, clarify a few things. So, uh... They're once again emphasizing those ridiculous giant eggs, which now have names, which are in and of themselves puns that are worthy of our episode titles. There's the Mega Egg Dozer, like a bulldozer, and that's the one that you can throw any which way and it just smashes through a level. And then there's a new Metal Egg Dozer, which you throw it, but it only rolls. And the hook with this one, so to speak, is that uh, it can go underwater, which means for the first time in a Yoshi game, there are underwater levels and the eggs work underwater, so, this thing. Excellent. Yes, it's excellent. But, um. So, I don't know exactly, like, how gimmicky that's gonna be, the underwater stuff. Something they'd be ecstatic about. Yeah, it's hard to say if. If it's gonna be. It, it, Egg <laughs> salad! I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to say if it's gonna be, uh. Worthy of all this attention Nintendo's giving it. But I have no pun. No. I'm trying to think.
2: I'm
0: trying it's to think. It's hard to say if Nintendo's. Uh scrambling are hi no that is all true. I know is none of these puns are turning up sunny side up so I'm just gonna stop <laughs> yeah there we go yeah high-fiving myself yeah anyway that's called clapping to most people high-fiving yourself anyway um, uh, what I was gonna say though is so those are the two like new items in the game they also have transformations are coming back they're now confirmed this is the first time they've mentioned them since announcing game of D 3 last year and they're going to be the ability to turn into a submarine for underwater—more underwater stuff. They really like water in this one. Wait a room. minute. There was a submarine. Yeah, I know. Years. They're bringing it back.
1: Yeah, so that means there were underwater sections in previous Yoshi games. But
0: not when you're Yoshi. Oh, yeah. Only when you're a submarine. Yeah. And they're also bringing in—they're bringing in a jackhammer, which you can use to smash through platforms. Almost kind of uh, Mr. Driller-like, sort of. Or like ground-pounding in some Mario games where you ground-pound your way down the the stack of platforms and collect coins. The catch with these—and I'm saying catch because I don't know if it's good or bad— is they're only motion controlled. So you're going to be turning your system to steer. The submarine, you're going to be turning your system like left and right to navigate where you want the jackhammer to go. Like, the jackhammer will be flat, and then you turn the system and the level shifts. Kind of like well, I mean, the
1: is it. proven itself to be
0: pretty accurate, so yep. I'm sure it won't be any problem control-wise. No, it should be okay. It's just, one, the 3D's going to break. They're, gonna, they're probably going to turn off in those segments. Yeah. Which really shows that Nintendo doesn't care that much about the 3D anymore. Well, I mean, they have a 2DS. And I know, yeah, that so... demonstrates it the best, yeah. And two, um, it might just come off feeling kind of gimmicky. I mean, like, imagine if you're playing along, you know, you're playing a platform, and it's like, oh, now I'm a submarine, okay, now I need to start tilting yeah, it, instead I just and hang then, forward um, again.
1: There's some Kirby sections I've seen where, like, Kirby's yeah. running along, oh, he jumps on this pot, oh, now I have to tilt the 3DS to pour the
0: water out of the pot, and yeah, see some fire, that's and that's true. literally it. And yeah, I'm and like, the trailer oh, for Kirby, day. I could have... No, they could have not done that either. The trailer for Kirby, they had him shooting those balls into the screen, or those fireballs or whatever, and it was through gyro. So yeah, I guess gyro mini-games of sorts are becoming normal for Mm. 3DS games. But, uh... you don't have to not do them either but I mean it's fine no it's it's fine it's It's fine it's just I'm kind of like they were hyping it like oh and there'll be motion control and it's like all right.
1: I mean yeah if they don't hype it it would just be like oh I mean that's fine just another control method yeah but the way they were like
0: don't make a point out of it it's not a a bullet point you can put on the back of the box anymore no one cares I mean eight years later like they're just I don't, know. Honestly, yeah. I don't think anyone gets excited about them anymore. No, not really. And I mean, honestly, those are the only things that are adding to Yoshi. I mean, the only other thing I guess I should mention is... So it should be called Yoshi's Kinda New Island? Well, no. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing with this is I think we're looking at it the wrong way. I think we're doing a really... I think this whole time... I was thinking about it, and I think this whole time we're looking at it the wrong way. This is essentially a new title in the way that New Super Mario Brothers was a new title. Both of them stay really close to their initial formula... Like, New Super Mario Bros. had only a couple new items, right? The Mega Mushroom and the Mini Mushroom, and that was just a standard 2D Mario platformer. Bare bones, really. So, that's the same. They both are 2D franchises that have been turned polygonal, and they both are on handhelds. That's kind of the running thread between them. So, in each case, they're going, like, super simple, new graphics, handheld instead of... I mean, in Yoshi's case, they've had previous handheld ones. But for Mario, it was like, oh, look, it's a full, brand new Mario game on handheld, which was, like, the first time they did a side-scoring Mario game on handheld since, like, the Mario Land series. So, yeah. so like, in both cases, it's just, like, we're going bare-bones, we're going simple, we want it to be a new version of the classic. But we're looking at it as, well, where are they adding to it? No, no, I mean, yeah, I, remember we, I remember we touched on this and we were trying to figure out why it was called New to Begin With. And that's why, yeah. I think. It's, it's just that running thread. It's almost like how Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds was going to be called New Legend of Zelda. It very close. It almost had that name. They were seriously considering it.
2: Mm.
0: But uh, the one other thing in Yoshi's New Island, probably worth mentioning, doesn't really affect us, but because we're gamers. Anyone that's listening to this probably won't use it because we're gamers. And that's uh, the kind of now semi-standard Nintendo idea of having an easy way out if you suck at a level. That's still there. This time it's the Flutter Wings. So if you do really bad at a level enough time, Flutter Wings will appear. And as Yoshi, you can just fly over the entire level and reach your goal. It's kind of like, the, it's like the, the scaled down version of the Super Guide. From those Wii games that had it. Yeah, I mean, you still have to push the buttons. But you don't have to do much. And it was funny because I was like, it's perfect for beginners. And that made me realize, this game really is aimed at a younger audience than most Nintendo games. Like, I mean, always Yoshi's Island was kind of more kid-friendly. But this one in particular seems... I don't know, maybe it's just the art style or something. Or how pastel it is while the others are more vibrant. But there's definitely... Definitely skews younger, it seems. Hmm. So, I don't know. I have a feeling I'll still end up buying it, even though I constantly complain about it on here. But, we'll see. March 14th. March 14th. Uh, yeah, I think, you know what I think the, I think about it, the big difference is, this new game, unlike the new Mario games, doesn't have the excitement to go with it, or the hype to go with it. Like, the new Super Mario Bros. game, everyone's like, whoa, a new 2D Mario, this is crazy, blah, blah, but this one's like, oh, okay, it's another Yoshi's Island game, that's cool, but wait, it's missing the stuff from the other ones, because it's going, alright, sure, I think that's the issue. That's funny, because we've had less of these. I know, but we didn't have 2D, keep in mind, New Super Mario Brothers was the first new 2D side-scrolling Mario game since World? Is that possible? Yeah, since World. Well, I mean, not they kept re- the remakes. But... Those don't count because they're no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the first brand new Mario 2D Mario game since before the N64 yeah. existed. And I think also um, this is what worked four against years.
1: Yoshi was that uh, I mean it did have like you said like a DS game and mm-hmm. it also got remade for the Game Boy Advance. And since they got that DS game, it kind of had new ideas in it. Yeah, and, and it scales it back. Yeah, they like, so you assume like, oh, the next one they make is going to have even crazier ideas, but and instead they
0: went, nah, <laughs> it went the other direction. But uh, those were the those are games we knew were coming, and now we have confirmation about dates. So we also got a few new surprise games that we didn't expect to see. These are all on the eShop, though. Um, in the Direct, Nintendo, of course, talked about Steel Diver Subboards. It's the theme of our episode. That's where it came from. And, you know, it's uh we'll be talking about later in the show, but it is Nintendo's first free-to-play... Free-to-play, um... Thing. Thing, <laughs> thank you. There is another free-to-play thing, though, and that's coming out in a month. And this one we can talk about now, since... Don't have impressions of it yet. And that's um, it's a compilation of baseball-themed minigames called Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. And all of these uh, games are going to be... You get one. You download it for free. You get one minigame, and then you have to purchase the others. So the theme of this game... I don't know if I, I like Rusty's design. It's Rusty, first of all... First of all, when I... He's kind of on the peeling. it's like, I don't really know if I want to buy something from you. He's a... First of all, let's explain who he is. Rusty is a dog who also happens to be an ex-star baseball player, and he has gone bankrupt. He probably did way too much cocaine. I mean, look how big his nose is. And uh, as a result, he has to feed his 10 pups. So what he does is he opens a baseball shop, a little shack, and he's selling you these games. Um, That's pretty much his premise. I will say it's really funny in the Nintendo press release for the Direct, which is... You know, I used it as kind of a checklist to make sure I got all the information. Um, they, when they describe Rusty's real real deal baseball, they're just like the opening sentence is, ex pro baseball player and dog Rusty Slugger. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, because those are two perfectly normal things to put together. Yeah. Like everyone knows that many ex baseball players are also dogs. But uh, yeah, what I was gonna say though is. The premise of this game and all the main games is they're trying to capture the, I'm not making this up, the good feelings of baseball, which is the most inexplicable theme of a game I've ever heard. Like, I want to kept, like, in the direct, he's like, yeah, this is the good feelings you get of of catching, the good feel of pitching, the good feel of umpiring. He's like, what could, so you're saying Mm -hmm. you're enjoying the game you're playing. Like, Mm -hmm. why is this like a theme? Every game you want to enjoy. I don't understand. I'm pretty sure he also one time said good feels and not good feeling, but I might have misheard him but it's just like, why why are they running with this ridiculous gimmick? Just say, it's baseball mini games. you gotta do every every aspect really of fun, baseball, apparently. and they're fun and arcade You're gonna and get you a rush it. like no other. Yeah, exactly. Why can't they say that, opposed to the good feelings of... I didn't know umpires had good feelings. I thought they were just robots that decide things and get booed at. Like, I... But anyway, um, yeah, so, like I said, the unique thing about the game is that you buy each of them individually. You get one for free when you download it. you have to buy the other, but what's crazy about it is instead of having set prices you get to haggle the prices down by talking with rusty whoa there that's crazy i know that's crazy talk but um so how it works is like the his pups and whatnot the ones he's trying to help and the ones that are causing him to be bankrupt are giving you tips on how to get cheaper prices which kind of goes against their dad's mentality but that's okay so you get in-game items you get donuts you get nose hair trimmers yeah that's why half the video he has nose hairs and the other half he doesn't because they're trimmed uh, you get all these items and he'll make random comments and the dogs will make, the pups will make random comments together you kind of figure out, well, if I offer him two donuts, maybe he'll drop the price by however many dollars. And sure enough, you will get a cheaper price. And these are real prices, like real money. You're actually playing for real discounts. So you could get, like, a, someone might pay four bucks and you're like, oh, I paid one buck for that. And they'll be like, well, what? <laughs> so I think that's kind of cool. It's a very, it's a very Nintendo thing to do. Like Nintendo, I was actually saying, I don't know if, I don't know if we talked about this. I don't know if I would ever, really- like, settle on the price it's cause like oh man I wonder if we could no cheaper. you go to Facts, you look up how no, to get well, yeah, the I mean, price assuming, yeah, yeah. But, which I think Nintendo is not oh it right yeah. Now, yeah but um, I don't even know if I'll get it to be honest but I was gonna say that Nintendo Iwata has gone on record when talking about that health platform they're building he was saying that Nintendo has the unique ability like the innate unique ability to make things game like and fun like everyday tasks into like games and I think this really demonstrates it the concept of pay to play is nothing new at all but nintendo has literally turned it into a game hmm. it's actually kind of a cool idea like i'd love to see him do more experimental stuff like this i think it's great the game itself eh, i don't know no the mini
1: games honestly don't look that engaging yeah they're very.
0: really basic the pit the am like, pretty sure
1: you could find those mini games in other games that you probably already have on a nintendo console yep. and just
0: play those yep probably
1: or you could probably in my like, party probably
0: yeah Cause yeah, the mini-games are very really simple. There's one where it's like you swing a bat at you, you swing a bat and you try and hit the ball into different UFOs, because you know that happens in baseball. There's another where you're an umpire and you're literally just judging if it's a ball or a strike, and you just press giant touchscreen buttons to do it. That's it. Oh, wow. There's one where you're catching and it's uh, like that. You kind of move the glove around to line it up with the ball. Lots of this stuff you're gonna be able to do in Wii Sports Club Baseball when it comes out. And just all cohesively, not the judging, but the catching and the pitching. Yeah. yeah so. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I really I think like. You the, still
1: have um, a copy of Mario Star? No, Mario Super
0: Sluggers. Play that. Yeah, that's yeah. a full baseball game. But I mean, I do really like the idea of the, making a game out of uh, the pay to play. Not a portable though, so I guess it doesn't have that
1: going for it. That's which true.
0: This does, so, yeah, this is one of those games I think that we're just going to have to wait to learn more. It's been out in Japan for a while. It didn't really make a yeah. splash there. I mean, but.
1: it just looks like an experiment. So yeah, I mean, that's all it is. Not
0: the full. Yep, and we'll and we'll be able to Enchilada. see a lot of. Were you trying to come up with a baseball pun and then just settle no. for Mexican food? No. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not the full nine yard. Nope, that's football. Yeah. It's not the full home run. That doesn't nah. work. Anyway, yeah, the game comes out next month in or sorry, it's February still. The game comes out in April at some undisclosed date. And I, I hit a baseball. I had a grand slam today. It's pretty good. Oh, at Denny's. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Well, I had French toast as well, but at a local place, not at Denny's. Oh. It was brioche French toast. It was uh, baguette French toast, French oh, baguette, French nice toast, fancy. with drizzled with almonds and strawberries and and uh, syrup. I just had ketchup. Ketchup on your French on your pancakes? No,
1: not the pancakes. I had a Oh, the flour. eggs, right? right. Mean...
0: Okay, right, because you put ketchup on jeepers. eggs. Jeepers! All right, go. Yeah, because that was scary. That deserves a jeepers. <laughs> We're not in a Scooby Doo episode. We don't need to say jeepers to everything. Oh. No,
2: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that like? last <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, real do baseball sometime in April. I'm sure we'll cover it closer in in some form, possibly. I might I mean we're good to, I'm gonna download the free one and try the one mini game. We'll see how that goes. But uh before then, we have a game I'm much more interested in, and this is a brand new three ds eShop title as well that was announced in the direct, and that's Pokemon Battle Now four in a row and you're good to go. Four in a row. And yeah, I need to stop singing on this. Yeah. But four in a row and you're good. Well, it's funny because it's three or more in a row in reality. whatever. But no, the song is four in a row and you're good to go. Oh wait, that's Connect Four. No, that is Trozy. It is. It is. It is Trozy. Yeah, it is. Three in a row. Go for one more. Go for it. Connect Four is Connect Four. The the, regard. I yeah. So Pokemon Bow Trozy is that somehow melted my mind and it showed up. Is a sequel to the early DS puzzle game Pokemon Trozy, naturally enough, which is actually a really good puzzle game. Like it's really fun. It came out. In, like, March after the DS, back in, what, 2005, I guess? But, yeah, it, it's fun. So they're bringing it back. This time it's an eShop game. And it's going to have all the same match three or more gameplay, or the original. But they're adding in some extra layers to it. And that's where the battle name comes from. Pokemon Battle Trosy. So each uh, puzzle that you complete is actually a battle against a Pokemon. And if you beat the Pokemon, he joins your team. All 700-plus Pokemon are in the game. From Red and Blue that been through X and Y. That have been announced. So, although you know, they have DNC, the one they kind of just announced. Oh, the right Crystally one they just announced. Yeah. Uh, it's not out for another month. Why not? Hmm. And here's the thing, if they're not there now, they can DLC them in later. Yeah. So
1: that means they'll probably add those other two that are ...were Found in the code of the game, yeah, along and the three shinies,
0: one. and the three shinies. Well, they won't be there, but they also found three shinies. No, oh, yeah, no, I know... I know. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's just the shiny versions of those legendary, right? It's not, yeah, and and know. some
0: new mega evolutions were found as yeah, well. That's but, that's, that's, yes. but yeah, besides that, uh, so with this game, so yeah, you're battling the Pokemon to join your team, there's over 700, and then you pick which Pokemon you want to have in your puzzle, like which pieces you want, like make your team, so to speak, and then the Pokemon that you use in the puzzles to do the battles. Much like in the real Pokemon games, you build a bond with them. Or at least they're, ma- they're pretending it's like in real Pokemon games. You can build friendship, you can build a bond. But instead of it being like by, you know, you I guess it is kind of stands in Pokemon. You use them and they get a stronger bond. And um, the more you use them, the more powerful their attacks will be when you do the match three or match four. And when they attack that opposing Pokemon. So it's a puzzle game at the end of the day. But they kind of dropped in some of the use your favorites and they'll get more powerful concept on top of it, which is kinda neat actually. And they also, um, are including the ability to have up to four people play co op together against the more powerful Pokemon if you need it. So you can work together to tackle a whoever you I don't know, give me a legendary
1: Uh, because I saw that on the trailer.
0: Sure. Yeah. So so that's kind of a clever way to do multiplayer. They didn't mention a competitive multiplayer, which I thought was odd. But at Mm -hmm. least there's cooperative and the other thing about the puzzles i forgot to mention that's kind of cool is um this one's actually more in depth than i thought they'd go types matter so if you're battling a charizard you're gonna want to put more water types on your team in or as your puzzle pieces like a squirtle and a dial and that sort of thing and that will have stronger attacks against the uh, charizard and you'll beat the puzzle faster so there's actually a lot of like pokemon in this compared to most pokemon puzzle games like a lot, of, I just realized I went Pokemon and then said Pokemon a second <laughs> there. But a lot of um, you know, like Pokemon Puzzle Challenge and that sort of thing is literally just normal puzzle like game. Every with a other Pokemon game skin. that came out around the time, like yeah,
1: well, no, that was a different time, but still thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like, it's kind of cool that they're actually making it more Pokemon-y. And like I said, the original is very really fun, so I'm I'm gonna pick this up. It comes out March 20th. It's only 7.99 when it comes out, which isn't bad. I imagine there's a good number of puzzles I actually. No I mean, if there's 700 Pokemon, it has to be at least like. 698 well, I mean,
1: battles i mean they're gonna make like a boss battle out of like those important legendaries yeah that's a, that's still good and there's like over 50 legendaries or yeah I that's guess, so. that's
0: not very you know when there's 50 legendaries they're not exactly that legendary they're kind of common at that point
1: well i mean they're 50 different. Fifty though.
0: out of 700 though that's a lot for a legend like i guess they're not called like exclusives or anything so i guess i'm overthinking um, this but but yeah so um now that nintendo's in pokemon baltrosi i have a simple request nintendo Please make a sequel of Pokemon Puzzle Challenge. I know I just said it was just a normal puzzle game with Pokemon on top, but the way you went from gym to gym was cool, and it had a really neat, cartoony art style. So do it, please, and thank you. That's my appeal. No thoughts from you on any of this? No?
1: Mm, never played that one. Did you
0: ever play? You played Trozey though, right? Yeah, the Trozey.
1: Are you gonna get Battle Trozey? Maybe. I um, don't. Hmm. I have a lot of puzzle games on my 3DS. I don't know if I, I see.
0: I don't have that many, so I'm I'm happy to get this. And it comes out. It actually comes out. Uh, only six days after Yoshi. So it's going to be a busy week for fans of Yoshi and Pokemon. That's a very good analysis I just <laughs> did. That's the quality of content and thoughts and analysis you get when listening to the Ram Town Podcast. So you're welcome, America, and the world, because we have an international audience. Uh, that's, that's true, by the way, we do. Um, I wasn't doubting you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt the need to say that. So... Outside these first-party eShop games, there are also some third-party ones that are probably worth mentioning. Nintendo gave a lot of time to Level 5, because they had two eShop games in particular, both of which are now out. So the first one, we saw this one coming from a mile away, because Nintendo accidentally leaked it on their own website. If you recall on Nintendo.com, they listed uh, Inazuma 11 back in January for a Q1 release, which means it had to be out by the end of March. And we were like, wait... How's that going to work? Because it could be like the third one that's on Europe and Japan already, just in English, and they'll treat it like the first one, or they're going to just pour it over, or not pour over, but just emulate the DS one and call it a day on the eShop. They're doing something in the middle. They're enhancing the DS version, or they enhanced the DS version, to add 3DS features like 3D, and it's now available on the eShop, surprise stealth launch, the day of the Nintendo Direct for 20 bucks. Oh. So that's how that's why there was no real hype behind it, because they just did a surprise launch, which is weird because, one, why did they all of a sudden now decide that now's the time to bring this to America after... Because the World Cup is this year, apparently. But they're not even um, advertising this. Like, I don't understand. I mean, it is this
1: people year. that were keeping up with the game um, in, in the States were like, oh, any day now. And
0: then... <laughs> they're just holding their breath for a couple weeks. And then sounds yeah. like, crap, they're going to die. So and the they...
1: message, I mean, I'm sure that some people were that played imported copies of the other one that really liked it and just wanted a U.S.
0: version. Oh, no, 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 I get that. But yeah. what I'm saying is, why did Nintendo, after so many years of not doing it... Just be like, yeah, now's the time. And better question, these games are huge well, I mean, in Europe the, I mean, and Japan. at this
1: point, for not doing it after a long time, they're going to get that reaction from people. That's true. No matter when they did it. I guess it. a better question is... I mean, at least they
0: did it. Yeah, that's very true. I guess a better question is, after all this time, and seeing how successful these fran- this franchise is in Europe and Japan, why did they not even bother putting out a single heads-up or anything? You're just like, oh, yeah, it's out. I guess they're hoping word of mouth, hmm. maybe. Maybe they're hoping it can go viral. which Like, it could be the next Flappy Bird. But it never will be, oh. uh, but yeah. So what exactly? Um, is well, one thing is not free, and the other
1: one's twenty bucks. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. This is twenty bucks. Yeah, but so it won't be. i was being sarcastic. It's not gonna be flappy. Obviously, bird. yeah. It would have to be flappy soccer. It'd just be a soccer ball going through Mario pipes. Oh. Yeah. Have you noticed how many flappy bird knockoffs there are on the app store?
2: Yeah.
0: There's a Miley Cyrus one. It's Miley Cyrus's head going through wrecking balls. That's it. <laughs> It's so stupid. Anyway, uh in Zuma eleven, the so now that we know it's the original DS version, it's probably worth mentioning how the like the core game is still it is that soccer RPG that we talked about before, but I didn't realize just how in depth the RPG side was, which is actually kinda cool in that um most of the game you're exploring the you're you're in the middle school, you're exploring the world as like, you know, an RPG, top down and everything. And you're recruiting other players to join your soccer team, and those players, much like a party in an RPG, have different stats and different moves. You can enhance certain moves or get certain players to be able to do a certain move, like a flaming kick In this, yeah, that, If you're
1: time. a FIFA fanatic, it might not be for it's you. It's not up your yeah.
0: alley whatsoever. This is more of an RPG. You don't, through and through, the only difference is the battles, when they occur, go into a touch screen, top-down, real-time thing, where you're actually playing soccer, in a way. In a way. In a way. You're, like, moving people around with a screen and passing yeah. the ball between them. It's
1: like a... Real time, real time strategy
0: game. It's like super real time. Yeah. It's like hyper speed time. I don't know. It's hyper time. Like hyper time
1: strategy game.
0: The hyper time sounds like something from like Bravely Default. Like you can brave, you can brave, you can default, or you can hyper time. Like it just fits. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the, the th- it is kind of intriguing just because this is like what people wanted from Mario Golf. Here's your RPG with sports. This is it right here. But yet, no one seems to... I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's not much attention being given to it. Mm. Like, everyone's like, why doesn't Mario Golf have um, an RPG mode? It's like, well, here's an RPG with a full-fledged soccer game built in. How about that? And everyone's like, nope. <laughs> but, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it does. Um, it's worth mentioning, though, that in Europe, where this was once upon a time their baby and their exclusive, it's they are filling that void very quickly with a different soccer game that isn't in America. In the European Nintendo Direct... Uh, iwata announced or whoever at nintendo europe announced nintendo pocket football club which is a full-fledged soccer sim it originally came out of japan in japan 2012 like soccer manager sim or actual like, FIFA like soccer sim well you, so, more soccer manager Blame yourself. more right. soccer manager because you don't actually play the soccer oh but you do everything else so it has this really like kind so it's of not shit. just a third of soccer it's sometimes. a soccer sim like i said yeah a simulation not yeah yeah, but the uh yeah so it's like this chibi art style and you're doing you're running a team you're trading players you're managing players you're uh you know figuring out formations and plays and doing everything and then you hit go and the game runs itself and then you're like yay i won you're like boo i lost and then you rinse and repeat that is how people react in europe to games yay i won boo i lost it's completely the exact same tone but uh yeah, so I guess because they lost in Azuma Eleven, they now have to have their new soccer game. So it's coming out in Europe sometime in 2014. Don't know when. Um, maybe it'll come to America. I mean, s- football manager or soccer managers or football managers are big in Europe and never really are sold here in the states. So I don't know if we'll see it, but it is interesting that it took much like Inazuma Eleven took many years to come to the states. Are Pocket the Football General Club
1: popular in Europe?
0: Yeah, they have Farm Simulators that sell super well in Germany.
1: No, I mean, well, I mean on Steam, like. They have all of those available, like farm simulators. Yeah, but they're big in training. Well, train simulators are big in simulators. G-
0: train simulator is really popular in Japan. It's one of the best sell- There's a train simulator series in Japan that's one of the best selling games in the country. Oh. But uh yeah, farm simulators are a weird German thing. But German there's a lot of weird <laughs> German things. So I guess we could just add it to the list. Um But what was I going I said? Yeah, I kind of like the Pocket Football Club actually sounds kinda of interesting to me. It's essentially a strategy. It's essentially like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars, except you just set all your stuff before you start playing instead of as you play. So, I mean, it could be cool if it's cheap enough and it comes to America. I'd consider it. But but back to level 5. There was another eShop game, which also came out just this past Thursday, actually, a week after the direct. And that's Weapon Shot to Omase. I think is how you say it. And uh, this is the fourth entry in the Guild 1 series. That's what brought us Aeroporter, Liberation Maiden, Crimson Shroud a couple years ago. Or mm-hmm. a year ago. No, two—yeah, a couple years ago. And uh, for some reason, this one never made the transition. It was originally a four-game set. We only got three. Now, once again, with no explanation, Level Five's like, oh, yeah, we forgot one. Here you go. And they brought over uh, a weapon shop. So the premise is kind of funny, actually. um, It's—you're running a weapon shop in a classic RPG. You're the blacksmith. You have an apprentice. And heroes come and go and tell you their tales as they're stopping by to get their weapons. And you're not actually like going on an adventure, you're not going into the RPG, you're just running the shop. So it's like the p- point of view of those NPCs you always encounter in Dragon Quest, or Final Fantasy, or Tales of Symphonia, or anything like that. And how you go about we- making these weapons is through a rhythm minigame, where you use the touchscreen to basically forge all these weapons to a certain beat, and there's different beats and everything, and the better you perform, the better the weapon is, the worse you perform, the worse the weapon is, and if the weapon's not good enough, the hero will go take it, will lose, and will refuse to pay you. And at the end of the day, you need money. So that's how you lose the game. <laughs> um but the whole thing's supposed to be like a comedy. It's from some Japanese comedian named uh Yoshi you wanna try and say this? Yoshi Yuki don't actually, yeah, actually. Yeah, actually sound pretty good, right? Yeah. And uh so that means that like it's gotta be kinda of like he's a comedian in Japan, like a pretty well known comedian. This is his like send up his ode to RPGs. So, as the heroes come and go, they're going to be telling some pretty ridiculous tales, apparently. Pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Let me tell you. <laughs> they're going to tell some wacky stories. Yeah. So, um, I, don't, I mean, I'm, honestly, it's only 8 bucks. It's 7 Just the premise intrigues me. I might pick it up. I'm not entirely sold yet, because I don't know if there's more to it than just forging weapons by tapping a touchscreen to a beat. But... It's a neat idea. Like, it's kind of cool to see a video game parody. I don't know.
1: It just looks interesting and I do, like, my rhythm game. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like, originally when they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, cool. They're, a video game parody. You never see games that are parodying other games that much. Like, there are exceptions. Gex, back on the N64, and yeah. PlayStation, that sort of thing. But you don't usually see this. So then, uh, so I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Then they showed the rhythm gameplay. I'm like, well, I like rhythm games, sure. But I haven't, I just haven't pressed that buy button yet. So I, I don't know why, but. Oh. Like but yeah maybe maybe my next episode I'll press that button and yeah. we'll have impressions maybe my next episode maybe yeah, just maybe. Maybe. maybe just maybe but one other level 5 game because we're not done with them they this should really be a level 5 direct one other level 5 game that Nintendo discussed is one's coming out very very soon and Nintendo's been very very quiet about and that's Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy Azran which up until what two weeks ago maybe we knew basically nothing about Except that it's another Layton, And now... And it's like the last part of the... It's the last part of the second trilogy yeah. with the new girl assistant. Yeah, they sure
1: spent a lot of time talking about yeah, the girl. Yeah, they
0: really like that girl. That was like a good three minutes her, of backstory. Her
1: no-nonsense attitude. I don't know if they said that. Yeah, right. that narrator, by the way... And she knows how to fight, and
0: she's just awesome. So please like her, because we really want to do a spin off of her. Yeah, that seems, that's that's <laughs> what I was getting from that. Like, are you guys trying to pitch me this character? Like, it honestly sounded like it was a pitch meeting for like a character on a TV show, and they're like... No, she's different than most girls. She's no-nonsense. This girl <laughs> hey, look has... look at that perm. Had, yeah. <laughs> but, like... And that yellow dress would become so iconic for this character. Like, it's just like the way they are pitching it. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know... Do you watch Old School Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yellow. Oh, oh yeah, Oregon, it's yeah. the same yellow. But, uh... Yeah, so what we previously knew was all that. It's another latent. There's more brain teasers. It's in 3D. There's more crazy British storylines with this girl. And now we know all that plus there's a street pass mode. That was the big differentiator that Nintendo left out until oh, two weeks before. So was released. it on the scale
1: of Little London, Little? little no, life, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's nothing
0: that. It's nothing that nice as uh, London Life or whatever there it's called. There you go. Second Life, you just got second. <laughs> yeah, second yeah. Life London no, edition. I, I, yeah, I know. What about. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, I know you know. Um, yeah, so what Street Pass will be in this one is, you know those find the hidden object games where they present you with a screen, an image, Are and you have calling? to find. It's like iSpy and it's like, oh, where's the lamp? and you have to like find it. So for Street Pass, there's apparently those environments exist for pretty much every part of the game, every locale in the game. And what they're gonna do is for Street Pass you can set up your own iSpy and put three items of your choosing into the iSpy. Or they'll give you a list of what to choose from when you pick which street. And then you send that iSpy to the other person your street pass and when that person gets it they go oh my i need to spy these things and they find the three objects and if they're successful in doing so they get a special item you can't get a any other mean in the game like little additional things and if you fail well you don't get the item but you had a grand old time presumably i see so that's the new thing that they're adding in this late and that's the thing now i understand why they waited about 10 days before it's released to say it, it comes out february 28th i've never played a latent game more than five minutes Really? I I'm
1: disappointed should. They're actually really good. I know, I really should. I'm disappointed in myself that I still haven't finished the second one. Yeah, we've never talked about Leighton. Like, it came out in a bad time. The first one was really good. I really loved it. I almost finished the second one. My brother finished the second one and really loved it. Mm-hmm. He's done the third. We were playing them so that for the sole reason, yeah, for the sole purpose of anticipating Leighton versus Phoenix, which still hasn't come out yet,
0: so I still have some time. This year, though. At least, you know, yeah. it's this year now.
1: I still have like three, four, five games to play, apparently.
0: Well, when does Leighton versus Phoenix take place in the lineage? It doesn't matter. A... It was just oh, more well, just to, get,
1: like, to know the characters so that could actually, actually care about both storylines right. as
0: opposed to just Phoenix's. Right. Well, you know, speaking of Ace Attorney, speaking of Phoenix, check out this transition. Thank you. That was totally not planned, honestly. Um, in Japan, Cap- uh, Capcom got a chance to have a moment in the Nintendo Direct as well in the form of an announcement of a new Ace Attorney game coming exclusively to 3DS. Oh. they didn't announce it for the states or Europe yet it's oh. just Japan right now but what's interesting about it is they're calling it's being it was described by Iwata as being totally different that those are the exact words it's totally different and in the screen image they show that just said like Ace Attorney under it it says a new project begins and the only thing we know is it's a new game totally separate and it's from the series creator himself opposed to some other person hmm. Makes so I me... don't oh. I mean I'm it... thinking like Ace I, I, Attorney I, I investigation don't... style spin off
1: yeah like i like not, I don't, that. I don't know what they can mean by totally different, because even Ace Attorney Investigations, like, even though they changed their perspective, it was still pretty much the exact same game. I this mean, is going to
0: be first person, it's could be... Well, I
1: mean, the only other thing I could think of is, like, just taking the investigations thing to, like, another level, like, maybe more... Obviously not, like, L.A. Noir status, but just, oh, yeah. like, bigger environments, maybe actual 3D graphics. I bet you was, that's what it's going to be. You kind of, like, run around, you pick up everything, you actually have to, like, look for stuff, maybe... Phoenix doesn't have a bike. I mean, it doesn't have a car, so you has to ride a bike. It so have right. to like, travel to places, actually. I
0: bet you it would be something like that. That actually sounds really cool. I mean, I like, mean, a, I, like a slim down uh, LNUR for 3DS. No, like, I, I could, That'd be I, awesome. I, I, I could dig that. I,
1: mean, I don't know if it could have, like, it's cool, stylized graphics that like kind of work so, with yeah. the 3DS. Like cell shaded or something? Yeah. You
0: know what it, You know what it's really going to be, though? It's not going to be that. It's going to be a first-person finger shooter. It's going to be his finger when he points, but he can launch the finger at witnesses at, at, at <laughs> and... Uh, I know, uh, imagine a, it's like a little arcade action
1: game. You yeah. have to like, yell objection at people. Yeah, you yell
0: objection and his oh, no, no, first, no, you, you no, point, you, you, you shoot, shoot his finger. finger. You have to build up your meter so that you can use the objection. Right, and you shoot his finger and that's how you build up the meter. And then when you yell objection, it sends sound waves at people and they mm-hmm. fall over from the impact. Yeah, it uses the gyro. Yeah, uses the gyro imagine to look You have
1: to point at people and you have to yell objection.
0: <laughs> it's an augmented <laughs> reality camera, yeah. It's an augmented reality app, yeah. yeah.
1: Hopefully.
0: It's- I hope Capcom doesn't do any of that. If they okay. do we have a serious problem on our hands if they're taking our advice on how to make first person finger shooters which is a new genre I've just coined a minute ago we have a big problem now so in Japan they got Ace Attorney but here in the States we got a little slice of Capcom as well and in Europe where they re-re-reconfirmed that Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate will be coming to the West in 2015 and they showed some footage so Monster Hunter fans you got like 30 seconds of footage you must have been so psyched Jose those 30 seconds Pretty cool. Yeah. It does look good, actually. For a 3DS game, the graphics are super good.
1: Have you played Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on 3DS?
0: Or, yeah, but it looks better. Or play? Yeah, I, I played the demo. No, I played the Wii U demo. not the... No, I played the 3DS demo. Yeah? Yeah.
2: yeah
0: but it looks better than the 3DS one. I mean, than, the, than 3 Ultimate. Yeah. The monsters look way more detailed. Sort of. Am I overstaying staying? This... I don't
1: know. I, I thought the monsters looked the same. I mean, just the environments look way better. But obviously, this was a port from the Wii
0: game. So, the 3 Oh, three. Three was a plug, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... No no three went the other way. It went uh... No, it was for Oh, you're right, you're right. 3DS. Yeah. 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 Um so that's it for three DS actually. Speaking of games going between systems, um I think overall it's a pretty strong showing for three DS on in this Nintendo Direct. Wii U, on the other hand, was kind of a mixed bag. So we did get one new game announcement out of this Nintendo Direct, and that was NES Remix Two.
2: All right.
0: Yeah. I didn't get the first one. I did. It's uh, it's sad that the only new game announcement Nintendo announce like makes in a Nintendo Direct is a second collection of random ROM hacks that probably took them about twenty minutes. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, the first game is a lot of fun. We talked about it back in episode 60? 60. We talked about it back in episode sixty, and it is cool because it takes class. You know, it takes like early NES games, mixes them up in kind of clever ways. It has, a it remix, has you. If you will. Yes, indeed, you could say it's like a remix. Uh, but yeah, it's not just, like, sometimes you're doing little challenges within the specific game, like, kill Luigi as quickly as you can, that's a real one, and sometimes they miss, they, like, mash up the game, so you're, like, playing as Link in Donkey Kong or whatever, and it's actually really fun, so, um, it has kind of a WarioWare vibe to it in a way, and how they just are, like, do this, do that, and, uh, the one downside to it at the time was that all the games were current eShop releases. So there were all these early NES games, not necessarily the greatest NES games. Like, you had a very random collection of, like, golf. Urban, and An urban, urban champion, champion. And it's just like, why are these here? So for NES Remix 2, they're upping the assortment of games to be new games that you'll do the same stuff, roughly, but they'll be games that people actually care a bit more about. So some of the ones they showed on screen that I know noticed uh, were Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3. Yeah,
1: there was Metroid, right? Metroid,
0: Kirby's Kirby, Adventure, yeah. Dr. Mario... Punch-Out, Zelda Mario's 2, Woods. Wario's Woods, Mario Open Golf, and Kid Icarus. Yeah. So there's a... I'd say the majority of those games are good, opposed to the last time when it was like a 50-50 split. So there's that, which is already in its favor. And the game's still going to cost 14 as the original did, but this time it adding more bang for your buck in the form of two modes that were not in the original. So another reason why this is better than the first. Uh, so on top of all those mini games that you do... And on top of all the like gaining the rainbow stars and getting maximum achievements and posting your high scores on Miiverse, you can now have an access to an entire new mode with NES Remix two, which is Super Super Luigi Brothers, which is literally the original Super Mario Brothers mirrored. So you're running right to left everywhere instead of left to right, and they keep Luigi's super j- hump. super high <laughs> jump. Super high j- hump. Super high jump. Uh, yeah, I could talk. They keep a super high jump, so it's a little different handling. But uh, that was like a one little mini game in the original and they, where you run right to left in one specific level and they flushed it out over the entire game. So that's kind of cool. That's, what a that's in there for free. Or want to flip, more appropriately. Uh, and the, the other thing they're doing, this one wasn't really talked about in the direct. You, can, you may have noticed it on the menu screen when they showed it. It was called Champion Mode. And it, or, sorry, championship mode. And uh, Nintendo didn't really say anything, but then on their website, they kind of stealthily pushed out what this actually is. So, how it works is you will get three NES game levels, three rapid fire NES game levels at random. Like, they're just going to go one, two, three, real quick. And you just play, play, play. And then you are ranked in how you do on those based on the scoring system from the 1990 Nintendo World Championships. They used to do a thing when NES was at its peak where they did huge, kind of like the Pokemon tournaments they do, like what you wrote about on the site a few weeks ago, where they brought together all these people and their special cartridges with special rules and everything hacked into them. And Nintendo would host these and you'd be a champion. I think they only did, I think the 1991 was the only one they ever actually did from beginning to end, but there were other years that they were toyed with it and stuff. So those rules will now apply to this. The interesting catch is for Championship Mode, you need NES Remix 1 and 2, both purchased on your Wii U. Huh. So I'm suspecting it pulls. it's going to pull from both. But that leads to a different question. Why is Remix 2 an actual sequel and not just DLC for Remix 1? Because then you guarantee that you get to use that mode. What? No, you're right. Because then you would
1: guarantee that you'd be able to use that mode as opposed to someone that just buys NES Remix 2 that doesn't have NES Remix 1.
0: No, I'm saying... That's right. Why why (laughs) didn't they make it
1: DLC so that you can guarantee that whoever downloaded it has both games?
0: Oh well, I, I DLC. I, you
1: certainly have both, if you uh, definitely, as opposed to how it is, where you have to buy them both separately.
0: Yeah, that's what I. am What? Sorry. <laughs> never mind. Just go. no. Am I missing something I'm missing something. No, no.
1: Just like no. That's a, that's a good point because that way you're making sure they have oh, both, so that you can actually. Use you're, you're, you're
0: you're pitching why it should be DLC, or why not? Yeah. Why? why it should this is too much for me to handle you know what forget it forget it no no we need to grind this to a halt even more (laughs) uh everyone go get now's a chance to go get a snack (laughs) a a sip of water because we'll still be at this in about five minutes it should have been the
1: cinema like yes they should have because then at least that way they would have been right okay that's what i
0: thought so you're pitching for dlc okay that's all i was asking that's what i thought because at first i thought you're saying that's why they shouldn't i'm like no but that's why they should
2: yikes
0: yeah sorry that was all me Um, yeah, that's the thing I don't get, exactly what you said, now that I understand it. Um, yeah, it just does it it seems silly, and on top of that, not only, um, wow, you just, like, fried my brain. Not (laughs) only is there that issue, but also, why don't they, they could just release these as level packs, or they could just, like, it just makes more sense to be DLC, and then just have one NES remix. I mean, you already are buying it from the eShop, so clearly you're capable of downloading things. So, you could have you know, Nintendo
1: is getting DLC right with a lot of things. And yeah. Then and, I, then there, and then there's do. something that are kind of like, oh, a no
0: brainer. and... They, yeah. I mean, my only guess of why maybe they did. Because they never didn't. planned for a sequel? No. Well, that might be part of it. But I think the real reason. Because the hooks are, baked, are put in. Well, even I'll then, put I this, feel like, like you would have to build the an infrastructure and in the few games just in case yeah, you ever I, want to make a sequel. And not only that, but every single part of NES Remix has an eShop icon and an eShop button because they want you to buy all the virtual console games. So, oh, it all hooks into the eShop so perfectly. Why can't they add a second one? The only thing I could think of, which is a bit ridiculous, is. The in NES Remix 2 you can actually share videos of your accomplishments. Like you could post videos to Miiverse. Maybe in some weird way it doesn't work with NES Remix One. Now you could argue well do not they just push a firmware or software update or a software patch and then push the video, right? Like the Veo feature, but maybe Nintendo's like, you know what, let's just let's just not bother. Because yeah. then they'd have to retroactively add the Veo feature to NES Remix One, which is more effort. And reason number two that I just thought of, it's kind of a hidden cost situation. If you buy NES Remix One Actually, this is probably what I did. If you buy NES Remix 1, after NES Remix 2 comes out, you know you're buying the original and there's a second one with other features. If they're all one game and you buy NES Remix 1, you're like, 15 bucks, sure, I'll buy it. Then you're like, wait, if I want this then, the next thing I have to spend 5 more bucks and then 10 more bucks or whatever? You might be a little like, hitting cost, that's unfair. Or the flip side of that is they could raise the price of the original NES Remix and everyone's going to be like, why is it so expensive now? So, this is probably why they did it like this, now that I think about it. I still think the I'm, like, making excuses for them, and in the end, of, at the end of the day, they're better off they did as DLC, but whatever. whatever. At least Japan got right. In Japan, they're not only releasing NES Remix 1 and 2 on the eShop, but they're actually doing a physical combined release of the games, which has really cool box art. So, I don't know why they don't do that here. That comes out at the end of April in Japan, which is April also, I don't think I said this, is when NES Remix 2 comes out on the eShop here in the States. But I guess I guess Japan just embraces physical products better. I mean, they're also launching in Japan a bundle the Wii U that ha- that's branded with Mario Sports Club, like it has the logo everywhere, and it has baseball, golf, and tennis pre-installed. Mm. Which you would think they would have done when it first came out, and you would that's think like they the would it it get to in in the original Wii. Yeah, yeah, you would think they do it in America and Europe, but no, only Japan gets it. And yeah, mm. uh, I mean, I guess they're waiting for golf to come out.
2: Yeah, but. Maybe.
0: Which I say baseball? I meant bowling. I think I said baseball when I listened to the baseball. Bowling. And I just agreed. <laughs> yeah, because baseball's not out yet. So that would be a feat if it somehow had a game that wasn't released. But yeah, I don't know... I don't know why Nintendo isn't releasing either of those things here in the States. I would... I mean, I'm glad they're not, In a weird way, I'm glad they're not doing any NES Remix 1 and 2 in the States because I'd be bummed that I already downloaded one because I like my physical games. But I don't know. Uh, Remix 2, though, will be out here in the U.S. on the eShop on April 25th, which is only a couple days before a different high-profile eShop game, which we talked about last episode, so there's really nothing else to say. Uh, Ubisoft's Child of Light, the JRPG with the watercolors that runs UbiArt, uh, that's out April 30th. Oh. So that's going to be a busy week on the eShop.
1: Yeah.
0: Or a busy, yeah, busy week.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely getting that
0: one. Also in April, to add to the... Oh, you are? You're Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last episode you didn't seem like you were sure about it. No, yeah, I looked into it. It's cool, more. right? Yeah. And it runs on the UbiArt engine, which is what powers Rayman, so it's got to look pretty nothing else. Yeah, that's exactly why. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure user. like, man, I sure do love that UbiArt rendering engine. <laughs> 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 um, yeah,
1: so... Well, I mean... I, like, I know what you mean, No, 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 yeah. but, but, but complimenting engines like that, like, deserve, like
0: some engines do deserve their praise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. someone sat there and coded it. They should be recognized yeah, for their work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, like, dude. Or gal. Yeah, dude. Or gal. Or dudette. Anyway, uh, April is not just getting these two games. It's also getting the long-awaited, long-promised. No one was really waiting for it too much, I don't think. Game Boy Advance on Virtual Console for the Wii U is coming in April. Over a year after they announced it. I want to even point this out. I don't know why he would say this in the direct. A year ago in January 2013, we told you Game Boy Advance games are coming soon to Virtual Console. Now here we are. 13 <laughs> to show that we not lying. Yeah, 13 <laughs> months later, we're holding our promise that you expect it to be like a month-long wait. So here we are, 13 times that. And I'm happy to report that you only have to wait two more months for Game Boy Advance on Virtual Console. So in April, unspecified dates, uh, we will be getting Metroid Fusion. Martin Luigi Superstar Saga and Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance Three, all available for download on the Wii U e Shop on GBA Virtual Console for two ninety nine. They didn't say. I know. I guarantee it's going to be three.
1: Really? Well, that isn't that much? Super I Nintendo game, isn't
0: Super aren't Super Nintendo games three? No, they're no, five.
1: They're four ninety nine. I think.
0: Yeah, then Game Boy Advance will be three because they because people are gonna go well, it's a handheld, so it has to be cheaper, but it's more expensive than an NES game. Yeah. So that's my guess. Did we Market.
1: get Superstar Saga with our 20 bajillion games? That I don't got? think so. I want to say we did.
0: Maybe. But maybe not. Maybe? Let me check. You have a 3 right Riveting <laughs> Podcasting, once <laughs> again, courtesy of Random Nintendo. But that's all they're releasing so far, right? Just Metroid Fusion, Mario Saga, and that other game that. That's the only three they've confirmed for America thus far. In Japan, there's a much bigger list of what's coming in on. Uh, Whatever month that we're talking about. April. But uh, Nintendo has this funny habit of releasing way more virtual console games in Japan than in America. I
1: mean, it's still... I don't know. I mean, even if like, we already had Game Boy Advance games for a long time, it still bugs me that they released NES games before Game Boy
0: Advance games. But, I mean... NES? Yeah, NES on the. Comp- Wait, why would that bother... Oh, because we already have them on the Wii Shop. Yeah,
1: but I mean... Wii Shop
0: channel. Well, no, it's just like a priority thing. Like, you think Yoshi's you Island... Games. Yoshi's Island... Sorry to interrupt. Yoshi's Island was released on Game Boy... Was an ambassador game on Game Boy Advance, but... And uh. Metroid Fusion was, but Mario Luigi was not. Oh, okay. So, thank you for that. You are very welcome. Thank you for letting me hijack your 3DS for a minute. Um, that was me putting it back on the charger. If anyone heard some weird noises, that's what it was. Uh, I will say, though, here's sure. the thing. First of all, there's more coming, but we don't know what. But it, maybe it's just me. But I, I really don't care. I own all these games on Game Boy Advance. I own many of these games as we just stated on the 3 ds as Ambassador games. I really don't care. It's weird because like virtual console on the Wii like I didn't own an NES. I didn't own a Super Nintendo. I played Super Nintendo a bunch. I, I, I am a true Nintendo fan. Don't chew me out. But I never owned one. My first console was in 64 But uh, I so, you know, being able to buy those NES games, those Super Nintendo games for the first time on Wii was like, oh, that's awesome. I can finally own these games I've played but haven't played in like a decade. N64, it's like, oh, there's a bunch of games I missed. Sure, I can download those. Uh, Mario, yeah, Kart comes to my. Mario Kart 64 comes to mind. Yeah, there are some
1: that I downloaded again just because, like, I'm not going to go and pick up my N64 and like plug it in. Yeah. My,
0: brother's, like, my N64 has actually always been plugged into my TV, yeah. as has my GameCube, Wii, and Wii U, because, you know, yeah, pretty, you need multiple devices that all um, play the same thing. They're pretty sweet setup, though. I mean, I already have the space to have all those consoles. I, have a, I actually have a new setup uh, since you last came over. I got... I men- I think I mentioned it on the show when it happened. I got a new TV, 42-inch to 46-inch, and we got a new TV stand for it, and I the TV set basically taken over by my systems. It's actually... Really purdy, if I do say so myself. I and I hit all the wires very well. If you look at it head on, you do not see a single wire. Oh, it's I'm pretty pretty proud. Wire ninja. Yeah, but no. But as you say is maybe it's just like maybe this is a sign we're getting old. I don't know. But like this is the first time with virtual console I'm like, but I own all these games. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a
1: sign of getting old, just more like oh, this like console came out like in that time period where I made sure
0: to play almost every single game. No, I think it's so like, nothing old. to really get excited
1: about. I think it is a sign. we just more efficient.
0: Right. I was on top of things. But no, I think it's not getting old. Because when the Wii first came out in 2006, it was like, oh, the um, I get all these NES games from like, you know, NES and Super Nintendo games, late 80s, early 90s, you know, up even some Four games, let's say 1995, 1994. It's like, okay, that's 12 years later, sure. Game Boy Advance is now 12 years later. It came out in 2001. It's 2014. Some of these games are like from 2003, 2002. That's like 11 years ago. We are getting old. These games that, for us, are just like, oh, yeah, that's what we played when we were younger, are the retro games that, pe- that younger people have missed because they were too young. Yeah. Like, the way we treated it does does like some Nintendo... That,
1: it does feel like I just played some of these. Yeah, like, a lot of well, these. I literally just did some of these, A lot of not these. That, not a few well, yeah. years ago, but... Mario Luigi, I did feel like I just... I still yeah, it. like, a
0: lot of these, it's like... Man, I, I distinctly remember playing this. Like, it's weird to now be told I have to go buy a digital copy. Like it's it's very it's a very strange feeling and it's actually it actually kind of makes me realize that i won't say it's nintendo fatigue or franchise fatigue but is it me or was it a much bigger deal when a new mario game came out when we were kids like mario 64 1996 mario sunshine 2002 mario galaxy 2007 like those were milestones but now it's just like every year it's like oh a new super mario brothers okay And part of it, part of it is... When that was more expected and it even feels more like they have to like... Like, oh, why haven't they released it yet? Yeah. And part of it is, yeah, part of it is that they have upped the number of games. But I think part of it is also, as we get older... God, I'm going to this whole like, I'm old rant. As we get older, time seems shorter. You know how that is. Like a year goes by faster the older you get because it's less of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So the gap from Mario 64 to Mario Sunshine was huge... But then all these gaps between other games, like the Zelda, is like I just played a Zelda. Why is there another mm-hmm. Zelda? What is happening? So I don't know. It's it's a very strange. This Virtual Console thing just made me think about all this. And like it's it's, it's uh, really strange that like we're at the point where it's like like this is happening with Mario. I'm part. debating if I like is there a GameCube game that I would really buy. I see. I went. My GameCube's still hooked up. I don't know. That's like, well, like, no, we both did. Wind Waker HD. I know it's a remake, but still, yeah. we both. Did that? Yeah, um, but
1: that was like more in principle that I had to buy it. Like, oh, they had the collector's edition. Oh, the yeah. Console. I'm still
0: really josty your collector's edition. I did, was not able to get one. Hmm. But I will say that, like, but also it's still. I
1: don't know. I mean, even with even if I don't have my giga connected, I still have a Wii connected somewhere in the house that I could like. I mean, I'm still playing Eternal Darkness. So
0: right, how's that?
1: It's really fun. I'm starting to feel I really like those kind of games with like horror. The, yeah, horror. Like
0: mind messing with your mind, horror. Yeah,
1: like I don't even mind like the super tanky controls, but it's, it kind of works for it. Right. That's why I'm like trying to hunt down the um, the Resident Evil games. Or maybe they came out for the Wii, right? The Archive ones? Yeah, those are on the Wii. Were they just 0 and 1 that came yep, out for the Wii?
0: I believe so. I have
1: to no, get... wait. Or the 2 and 3 come out? What about Veronica Chronicles? I don't know. Look, uh, sorry. Can... I may just have to get them on the GameCube somehow. Because I really want to play those. I only played 5 and 6. And Revelations. I started my Resident Evil history backwards. What about 4?
0: So... You played 4? I just bought it recently. So, 4 is yeah. good. I have it on Wii. It's actually, I would say the definitive version is the Wii version. The, uh, the motion controls actually work very really well. But anyway, you know I mean? back to what I was going to say. One final thought about the gang old everything. Like, you know what game really it hits me with most? Never mind the it's virtual the console. Feels? No, yeah. You know what game hits me in the feels the most? Mario Kart. When Mario Kart sixty four came, when I was playing Mario Kart sixty four, I was like, "Whoa, what is that? you know that's my first Mario Kart." Then Double Dash came out, and that was however many years later, and I'm like, "Wow, it's been a long time since we had a Mario Kart. This is cool, like a new Mario Kart." Then a few years after that was uh, DS. I'm like, oh, hey, it's like the Mark, it's like Mario Kart 64 on a handheld, but with some of the double dash, like, enhancement. This is cool. I really like this. Then Mario Kart Wii, I'm like, I just played Mario Kart DS, I feel like. Then Mario Kart 7, I'm like, well, I just played Mario Kart Wii, but I didn't like it very much because I just played Mario Kart DS, it felt like. So this one feels kind of like, I got, I feel like I like the handheld ones better. So I got back into 7, and now here comes Mario Kart 8, which is actually the next thing I wanted to talk about. And it's just like, oh, right, another Mario Kart. Oh. Huh. Granted well, I
1: did not feel that way granted about seven Mario
0: Kart. Well granted seven and eight are coming out what, three years two years, three years apart? Which is much smaller than uh nineteen ninety six to two thousand three. But I just felt like I was still super excited about it. I love Mario Kart. I just keep getting this nagging feeling of Didn't I just play this? Didn't uh, we just get a Mario Kart? No, I,
1: I think I've always been super excited and just like loved every consecutive Mario Kart more right. than the previous. Like I love Double Dash. Double Dash was cool. I actually, th- I never really got into and never,
0: actually never really liked Mario Super Circuit. That was like the only... Oh, Super Circuit! I forgot Super Circuit. No, I have Super Circuit. That was an circuit. exception to Super my circuit, liking single really. one. I, I really like Super Circuit. I hate the original Super Nintendo Mario Kart. Like, like, I don't like... Something about the Mode 7 they use, it feels like the level's going around you instead well, that's of you going cool. around Well, that's I play level. Super Circuit. I'm like, oh, I'm not turning the no, Super turning. Circuit, I don't know what they did, but I didn't get that feeling whatsoever. Oh, I I'm, totally got that feeling with the original, but Super Circuit I could handle. Okay. It didn't give me a headache or anything. Like, and then there. I loved
1: Mario Kart Wii. I played that one a lot. See, Wii was like the it was weakest more, for me. Yeah, because I played... I mean, obviously, like, I, everyone loved DS. Everyone loved the the snaking and all that, like, stuff. But then, like, when some Mario Kart 7 came... I mean, Mario Kart Wii came out, I'm like, okay, this is the new one. Now I'm going to try to, like, figure out, okay, they took out snaking, so now what else can I, like, exploit? Right. And then... Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: How can I break this game?
1: <laughs> and then, I don't know, you just... Down, I just have to learn their new game and just like okay, now it's about like drifting corners faster yeah. and trying to get that boost before like everyone else are just using I the think So, I, so it was just that new cool thing and it was just really fun and I kind of just stopped playing DS and now it's like Markert, yes yeah, seven, yeah, it kind of
0: kept the same. I don't know what it is about we Markert we I really like for a little while I really liked it and I just completely lost interest. Like completely oh, like it console- just fell off like a. Cliff, like I uh, don't know what honestly. Happened. I think it really
1: has a lot to do with the people you have to play with. I think it's,
0: I think in this case, it was that. Well, I was in college, that we were in college when it came out. That would be perfect, you would think. Well, I think yeah, it's but, that combined with I didn't like the motion control very much, it didn't feel as precise, but I was too stubborn to uh, switch to GameCube. So I was I, like, we always well, could, they designed it for the Wii Wheel, so I only used the Wii Wheel. Oh, uh, see, so I only used GameCube controller. And I always go. had my brother to play with, and we're both like always competitive, right.
1: so like it was always like. Uh, yeah and all, i also awesome. i
0: also wasn't big on them upping it to 12 characters for no apparent reason No, like crazy. i don't know why i didn't like oh, right. it
1: but i just i just accepted my like, right, it's just the new thing i have to deal with now
0: yeah and similarly i wasn't super big on the motorcycles for some reason
1: it did make eight feel a lot less oh the more i love the motorcycle i that don't was know like why. The best thing i do. don't know
0: why i just didn't it's just like oh my god they like, felt the like, it, like
1: like oh not to like wheelie not have to like be careful for someone not to bump me if i'm doing right. a wheelie they're just I yeah, I I'm annoyed.
0: I have no idea why I didn't like this stuff. I have no explanation. I just have like, this I, I bet, isn't Mario I, Kart. I have heard to
1: say Jason Psyche's like, it's called Mario Kart. You're not a cart. Get oh, out of here. That, I'm pretty <laughs> sure
0: I once said that to the game. Like, someone zipped past me on a motorcycle. I'm like, you're not a cart. Get off the road. But sorry if I just shouted into your ears, listeners. I was actually <laughs> shouting. But no, it. I mean, I'm looking at our sound wave thing on, <laughs> on, on our recording program, and it literally spiked when I shouted. I'm sorry. I, if anyone went deaf, I will not pay for your medical bills, but I will offer you an apology. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is Mario Kart 8, it has the Mario Cycles, I realize. It has the 12 players again, I think. I'm willing to give it a second chance. I think I was just being oddly stubborn the first time. So I am actually... Well, I mean, now that you're
1: forced to go back to controllers, maybe you'll actually... I think that'll
0: help a lot. And I am really excited for Mario Kart 8. And they did talk about Mario Kart 8 in the Nintendo Direct, and this is a great segue back into that.
1: Yeah, I gonna get to put my two Wii controller pros to... Wii U controller pros to work because oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just use the gamepad that's fine but so what they know, showed the, the we got three people oh true, yeah, true. I, can... I see what you're saying it's a more more, more yeah. multiplayer yeah. yeah so what they showed <laughs> yeah. yeah so what they did in the Nintendo Direct was they um, showed new characters they showed a new trailer is what I should say and in that trailer also can I just comment there's like a helicopter circling and I don't know why. So, if we're on a police
1: chase or something.
0: It's something, but it's just like sorry if there's a weird rumble in the background. Please understand. Please understand. But anyway, what I was gonna say is or, you know, just imagine us on a helicopter flying over LA talking about Nintendo as the sun sets behind us and a nice twilight sets in. Uh. So take the romantic approach to that, not saying like just you know the romantic view, or just say where there's a police chase. Anyway, yeah. So the so they announce new characters, and there's some familiar faces. There's Iggy, Larry, Lemmy, Ludwig, Morton, Roy, and Wendy, better known as the Koopalings. All the Koopalings are now playable characters. First time. I, I watched the trailer. I was
1: watching it at work, and I was cutting something, so I was occasionally glancing. Yeah. And then I only caught um, Wendy Koopa. And, and you're then, like, where are the others? And, and no, I just thought of it like, oh, that's interesting. They own, like, of all the Koopalings, they only picked that one to be a new character. And then yeah. after, then toward the end of the trailer, they show them all again. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not that weird anymore. Yeah, I, th- I
0: think it's kind of cool that they're adding them in just because they a have... a lot be-
1: of Bowser species. It's characters.
0: a lot of characters, period. This has every baby, every like, mainstay this, Mario Kart character, uh, and now every Koopa Jr.
1: being confirmed? I don't Is know. Is he going to be?
0: Probably. Character? This is going to be literally Nintendo's like, Nintendo's like, like, put them all in, put <laughs> everyone in. Like, it's literally every possible Well, I mean, they said it's like, I expect a Luma never... to be driving a car. I mean, at they said moment. like,
1: some characters may not return. I'm pretty sure we're not going to see the return of Metal Mario. No. Or maybe the Queen Bee? To Get those crazy fur shaders in there,
0: yeah. Probably, you know who we're gonna have Donkey Kong.
1: I don't know, Donkey Kong's fur in every game except Tropical Freeze has been kind of like disappointing looking. Really, after Tropical Freeze,
0: oh, yeah, because Tropical Freeze has that crazy real time, I don't know, even in like it it goes in waves, yeah, it's kind of weird. It looks like yeah,
1: fuzzy patches,
0: yeah, it's more like it's just like random fuzz sticking out instead of like actual fur that's like padded down and moves, and yeah, yeah, but uh, so Mario Kart, yeah, it's insane lineup. There's gonna be. Like, it's so many characters. Yeah, I mean, you got... There's many, at least 40 at this point, I would guess. Is that right? Seven Koopalings, four baby, Three babies, and then all... The, and the usual, like, four nine... Four babies. Four babies. Okay, it's gonna be, like, 30, not 40. Because there's, like, 15 to 20 normal characters, and then you have 11 new ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. But anyway, the other thing they announced in the direct is that Mario Kart has an official release date in America of May 30th. Boy, are they pushing that May promise... As close as I can to not being in May. Like, that's two days away from the end of May. Because remember, Iwata in the financial briefing said it'll be released worldwide in May. And then here he is telling us Americans, and by May, I mean literally 48 hours before June. So, I mean, it's technically May. I'll give him that. But it's. They're really. Yeah, they really don't want to do anything
1: it. in between now and May.
0: Huh? Well, on Wii. Or not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's
1: plenty of stuff on the 3D. The oh, time. tons of
0: stuff. But I will, I will say the. Mario Kart 8, I know after it went on its whole rant, I am really excited for it. Or Hawking simulator. Honking oh, simulator, in, yeah. In Europe. Yep, great, great <laughs> use. To, yeah, <laughs> it'll do big in Germany where they also have their farming simulators. But uh, the, what was I going to say? I was, what was I going to say? I was talking I about know, Mario Kart. Oh yeah, I'm I am excited psychic. for it. I am excited for it. Even though I just badmouthed mouth Mario Kart Wii and saying I don't like any of the stuff that's from Wii and <laughs> this one. We played it last summer. And it was fun. The gravity doesn't add a whole lot to it. It's just kind of cool how it twists and turns. It's like you're in a corkscrew, basically. But it's fun. It feels more, a, more It feels more Mario Kart 7 than it does Mario Kart Wii in handling, and that's all I'm concerned about, so I'm cool with it. But that's because it's normal buttons and not motion. Um, so, I'm, I'm excited. I
1: thought, well, I don't know, I, I guess it's... I,
0: they all,
1: well, I mean, I thought they all felt the same in handling, but at the same time, like, I exclusively played motorcycle in Wii, so going back right. to cart was a little weird, but also kind of felt the same.
0: Yeah, see, I, I uh... I use motion in the Wii one, like an idiot. So, when well, I got to, when I got to do, like, I mean, Mark eight, 8, I'm like, hey, hey like, I got I to I did I thought, I, <laughs> I raced a lot of people that had, like, three
1: stars, golden Wii Wii. I'm like, whoa, that's, Crazy. Yeah, like you have to use the Wii Wheel a hundred times in a row. Oh, I know, or something like that. And I, actually, do good. Like, yeah, to get I, them, like, I, 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 I
0: don't know why they would torture themselves on a wide. Or maybe they myself. just really liked it. I mean, possibly. I mean, I apparently liked it enough to stick with it. I mean, some
1: people it. like don't like the gyro and three Ds, but I mean, we seem to like. I mean, I love it for Resident Evil. Oh, it was great for Resident Evil. I mean, I don't, know. yeah. It's, Humans, yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. I will say though, the lighting in Mario Kart 8 looks super good. It looks like they just cop, they just took the bloom lighting effects from Mario 3D World and plopped them into Mario Kart. Yeah, the it looks graphics super alone make the game good. look different. And, like it looks it different so that like, it good. could have not changed at all, and they're like, oh, the graphics is making. I know super. it looks so good. Like some of the lighting effects, some of the like <laughs> sparks of the items, the uh, Yoshi. There's one. Specific, they could call it a
1: new feature if they want. They,
0: they, I know, right? There's one specific. In, like, one specific clip of Yoshi turning away from the camera in his cart. And, like, he looks like a figurine. Like, he looks like a real, like, plastic figurine. Like, just... Well, not, like, plastic, like, fake. But, like, he looked like he was, like, a nice vinyl toy of Yoshi just put in the game. Like, it looked that real. Or as real as you can get for Yoshi. The game was actually doing cool. all thought motion. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, Beyond Mario Kart 8, Nintendo did discuss... I we probably mentioned some games coming later in the year on the Nintendo Direct. One of which is X. Well, X might not be coming this year, actually. They didn't really say they, X, I think they, said they, they, they said, stay tuned for future updates. Oh. Yeah. So it. X is, Monolith, as a quick reminder, is Monolith Soft's next RPG. They're the people behind Xenoblade Chronicles. And this new RPG, we don't really know much about. But what is apparent from the footage they showed, which is literally uncut battle gameplay, is that it's Xenoblade 2. If not in name, then in gameplay. Right. Like, they, I don't know why they're not just calling it Xenoblade 2. Maybe they're going to have each x title be a different word that starts with x or something so it'd be like xenoblade chronicles and like zenzuka xylophone chronicles or something like i don't know but um it does look an awful lot like xenoblade in terms of the combat i did find it interesting that well one there's mechs which is automatically awesome uh two there's super good draw distance like, in the tail end of the footage where he's, like, on the cliff and you see, like, so far back in the world. I mean, the original had good draw distance for the Wii, but this is just, like, a whole other level. But the thing that really caught my eye was, did you notice in the top left corner of the screen during the entire battle, it said Player 1, Player 2, Player 3, Player 4? Uh, it has to be online if it's going to yeah. be with that camera. I mean, yeah. there's no
1: way someone else to play.
0: That's what I was getting at. I'm pretty sure Nintendo, without actually confirming it, confirmed that this has some sort of online co-op or MMO aspect or something. Which oh, is kind don't of remember awesome. take
1: that weird way out. Like, no, you have to have four Wii's in one building connected oh, on to each other, like a LAN party kind of thing.
0: <laughs> remember when Double Dash from GameCube had LAN built in? Yeah. I mean, it still does if you <laughs> were to dig it out, but it's all like it lost the feature. But <laughs> but yeah, it, uh. I don't know. No, like, it
1: decomposed away. It did. De- <laughs> digital decomposition.
0: It, it self destructed at a certain point. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. The thing about. You played Xenoblade. Are you excited for X? Like, does it look, like, good to you? Or. Because I never played Xenoblade. I'm not. As I've said on the show before, I'm not huge on traditional RPGs, but.
1: I don't know. It wasn't traditional enough to get me interested. Would you be
0: interested in X when it comes out? Depends on when it comes out. <laughs> Let's say good. 2015, being realistic.
1: I guess so. It Doesn't sound like a lot of things are coming out that year.
0: We had nothing. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so you get you would get more because there's nothing else than this is captivating to you or enticing or anything. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I did know. Yeah, the game definitely like it looked good, but it definitely had kind of a yep. You've seen this before in a way. Except the Max, the Max are cool.
1: I mean, partially because it, it was the same thing with, like, Pokemon. It's like, after Pokemon came out, I was like, oh, man, I don't really want to get another game right now. Right. But I want to keep up with games, but, yeah. Right. And then, like, Smash Bros. is probably... Smash Bros. and Mario Kart are probably going to do the same thing for me on the way. Oh, like, sure. between both of those, I never really need to play another game, so...
0: I'm positive that's going to happen, yeah. yeah. But, well, one other game you might want to keep on your radar. And one I'm actually excited about on, like, X, which I'm like, I don't know what to think. Even though it does, like, for people that like the genre of X, I'm sure it's good. Uh, is Bayonetta 2. Oh, yeah, that is the game. I'm with. Yeah. I still have to beat the
1: first one. I'm still, like, um, I still have I no way of playing through. the first
0: one, so that won't be happening. Should
1: you start a file on my PS3? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do that.
0: Time. All right. So, let's turn on the PS3. We're going to give Color Cut now. <laughs> you get to listen to us press buttons. <laughs> Real-time... Real-time time listening to button presses. Yeah, but so no, that's uh, listen. <laughs> let's listen. It's like a Let's Play, but you only listen to... It. Clicks and clacks. Now, uh, Bayonetta 2, I water reconfirmed. It's coming. This was how they capped off the... Like, this was how they topped off the Nintendo Direct. This was the end of it, this big finale. Reconfirming Bayonetta 2 will be coming in 2014 around the world. Uh, Reports out of Japan suggest it's coming in summer, which likely means fall for the U.S., which I think is about what we expected. So, look for it this fall, most likely. But uh, to, to go at this announcement, Platinum Games put together a new trailer for the Direct. It's like two and a half minutes long. And oh my god, it's insane it's crazy what's going on so there's just stuff everywhere there's like flying flying fireballs and like random like giant this and that it's like dragons and it's just insanity and when i was watching i kept thinking back to when we played at comic-con last year and that was the segment that they've shown mostly in demos and it was in the trailer though where she's on top of the back of a jet as it's weaving through a city and she's fighting and i'm like okay when I was playing that ConCon, I was saying, I was talking to Nintendo rep, and I was saying, this is crazy. Like, and he's like, yeah, these set pieces throughout the game are going to be insane, trust me. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is nuts. And then I see the trailer, and I'm like, okay, if I was blown away by that little jet sequence, and then they have all sorts of ridiculous, like, I don't even know where to begin in the new trailer, like, there's so much craziness. Like, imagine how that is, that's going to be a play. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited. It has, like, just basically what I'm trying to say is it's really cool set pieces. Like, each level seems like some crazy set piece with some insane... Just, like, throw everything in there. Put the, everything in... Like, just go crazy. And they're going crazy. So... And it looks good. And it seems to run pretty smooth. So, yeah. Which is a problem it had at Comic-Con, if I remember correctly, that it stuttered a little. Mm-hmm. But they seem... When you had a lot of enemies on screen. Because oh. I did at times, because I was bad at it. But, uh... They, it looks like... I mean, for a trailer, obviously, they're not going to show frame rate drops. But did I'm hoping that the extra year of development is, will improve that. Um... Yeah, I'm really excited about this. What about you? Well,
1: yeah, definitely. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't show as much, but I mean, again, yeah. I might
0: just want to play the first one first. Right. i finish sense. the first one first. But yeah, and it's nice to have a game like this coming from Nintendo indirectly in the sense that it's very different from what they normally do. Yeah. Like, it's an Emery game. It's like super, like, all about flash. I mean, it has substance, but it's really flashy and there's lots of violence and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The one final game we have to mention, and you're probably thinking, how did they not mention this till now? This is what started the Nintendo Direct. Well, we saved the best for last. And that's Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. And at the start of the Nintendo Direct, they launched right into a new trailer for Smash Bros. And in that trailer... It was revealed that Little Mac of Punch-Out fame is now a playable character. Honestly, Assist see, trophy no more. I honestly did not see that coming. I didn't... Really? Go, yeah. I Dude, know. I was telling you from the start. Remember I kept saying that boxing ring stage is Punch-Out. you're like, no, I think it's just a generic boxing ring. And I'm like, no, it's Punch-Out. Trust me. Mark my words. It is Punch-Out. Go listen to, like, any number of our episodes. I kept saying this point. I kept going, I don't think so. Well, they just rebranded it to be Punch-Out in the last trailer. So. Right. right. Well, yeah. I mean, you are
1: right, but I I'm still taking my victory lap. Uh, right, but, but I'm still not, like, um... Oh, I know.
0: Yeah. I just need to take my victory lap. But um yeah, so I actually thought the trailer was really cool. Like it started with that vignette of Lil Mac training with Doc Lewis and it was all in this kinda like it's basically like a flashier version of the cell shading of the three DS version. Like it was like a little more like detailed and it transitioned into the three DS version and then we jumped into the Wii U footage and they just showed Lil Mac pretty much doing like everything he can do, like all his different moves. He has um, a powered up punch, much like a normal punch out. So if you hold presumably if you hold down button, there's a meter above his health that actually charge up, and then when you let go, it's a more powerful punch. So it's similar. Definitely. You could argue it's similar in a way to Samus's charging up her beam. But this one, like, it's going to function differently, but the way you execute it is probably pretty similar.
1: Hmm. So, um... I don't know. There's a lot of things that are still, like, a mystery with him.
0: We do know he can turn into Gigamack. At some point. Presumably as a Final Smash. Yeah, final, def- smash. yeah a final Smash. Yeah. I mean, and that, for those who haven't played the Wii Punch-Out, that's in, that's from that version of the game. Giga Mac. Yep.
1: Yeah. Really fun multiplayer mode.
0: Punch-Out? Oh, yeah. yeah Punch-Out Punch Wii is great. Yep. I love that game.
1: Definitely one of my top
0: favorite Wii games. It's really good. You know, it's from Next Level Games. The fine folks behind Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah.
1: Yep they're really good with fish on animation yeah right?
0: they're really good with animation in general yeah like everything in punch out and in luigi yeah, and just the is so just smooth so is good, yeah retro is good at that too i mean the new donkey kong i tweeted out a uh, link of all the idol animation like a video of all the idol animations like a week ago i was just blown away by the amount of detail they did for the idol animations in donkey kong alone like that's donkey yeah. kong plays six different 3ds games if you lower this volume on the music you can actually hear the sound effects from, like, Animal Crossing and Mario, and it, it's cool. But anyway, back to Smash Bros. So, um, I don't know about you, but I think Lomac looks, like, absolutely, like, like an absolute blast to play. I'm really excited yeah, yeah, to try him. he's bad. super, yeah, he's super crazy. nimble, really quick. He, uh, it seems like he has a nice mix of, like, just generic punching moves and some stuff that's more Smash Brosy. Well, like, you know, his has, up-B uh, is, like, kind of an upward jab punch, but it's also, like, a corkscrew thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Wario's yeah. up-B.
0: Now, I, I do wonder, though, in the trailer, I don't think it'll be in the game, but I did like in the trailer how Doc Lewis kept, like, going, like, uppercut, you know, like, uppercut Mac, uh, this is, you gotta smash, this is Smash bro you got smash, like, mm-hmm. it, I, it would drive people insane, and I doubt it will be in the real game, but I kind of hope that he chimes in every so uh, often. Not regular, not as much as in the trailer, where it was nonstop stop but, like, you know, once every, like, three minutes.
1: I could see that, that being, like, um, just like in the Star Fox stage, where if Fox or Falco or Wolf Taunt, like, yep. you get little dialogue maybe the in the boxing ring maybe doc lewis, will doc lewis in. rolls
0: in on his bicycle bicycle in the background and just starts yeah, giving commentary for two minutes or like how works. like how Rossetti would take over the screen in brawl
2: hmm.
0: i'd be okay with yeah. that but yeah i just love that commentary because it was all fit it all fit with smash bros and they got the voice actor from punch out on weed to come back and do it
2: hmm.
0: so that was nice but uh yeah no idea if they actually be in there. But Lomac, I'm excited to try. They also announced, to coincide with Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and this was separate from the entire direct, but we're talking Smash Bros. anyway, they also announced the return of good old Diddy Kong.
2: Yeah.
0: So I don't think anyone was surprised by this one. But Masahiro Sakurai, who, as I always say, is the head of the series, posted on Miiverse a screenshot confirming Diddy is back and mentioning that Day is now more flexible than ever. So not yeah,
1: extra stretching.
0: Yeah, he, he is basically reincarnated Lanky Kong at this point.
1: Yeah, maybe he's more related to Lanky Kong than we know.
0: Yeah, maybe. Even maybe. though he's a monkey and he's a knave. and know. even though they look totally different in terms of like facial features and body features and color, one's orange.
2: Yeah,
0: and one wears overalls. Fun fact: the guy with the orange is the guy with the overalls. It's one guy. It's Lanky. But um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, Day Kong's fun to play as. I'm glad he's back. I mean, I didn't use him a ton in brawl, but I did enjoy occasionally jumping on people's faces. Yeah, he was
1: definitely my my number two. Just, like, between him and Rob. Oh, yeah, you used him a ton. Like, yeah, just, like, he, he, was, like, he was my best character, like, for the majority of my Smash Brothers time. And then it turned into Rob, then Rob right. became, like, my new best. Your go-to. But, I don't know, like, I'm excited to see him, and then I'm like, oh, that's cool that like, one of my best characters is back. But then, um I don't know, like, I, I feel like I always just want to, like, not really use those characters anymore. Because right. I don't want to just, like, play the same right characters hey he's more I flexible
0: think. he's lanky kong now yeah
1: but usually like the characters i end up playing as end up being the ones that i never really see coming like right. dd i did want to be good at yeah. in brawl but rob i never even thought i would really use i'm like oh that's kind of weird he's just end up like a right a peripheral right and he ended up being like my favorite character now so you know what i'm hoping I, know.
0: I might end up using i don't know villager or something <laughs> A villager could be fun, actually. You know, I'm kinda, well, I kind of, I kind of hoped would happen, but obviously didn't. I was hoping they would not announce Diddy, and they would announce like Lanky or Tiny or one of the sixty-four Kongs, like Kong sixty-four. <laughs> not the sixty-four different Kongs. <laughs> and sixty-four Kongs, Doctor Kong sixty-four Kongs. Yeah, I was hoping Nintendo would invent. I was hoping Nintendo, Nintendo would invent the new character. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping Nintendo would invent fifty-one Kongs Cranky that don't would currently exist already. and put them all in Smash. Cranky would have been amazing. Cranky would have been. But yeah, I was really hoping they'd throw a curveball and do a different Kong this time. Well, the 64 others, 51 of which still have to be invented. But, um, but yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's great back. But they also he also announced on me, soccer uh, announced some new items that are probably worth mentioning. Why, well, not new, but updated. One is the home run bat is back, but it doesn't look like a home run bat anymore. It's now this weird yellow and black it thing. Cool. It looks pretty slick, but it also is much more powerful. Hit someone with it and their eyes will bug out. No matter the character their eyes will bug out, which is instant, instant, How will instant, uh, out? they'll shoot through her visor. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the, ooh, got from old cartoons and the Fox, like an attractive lady. I'm or by
1: the way, does it change color or something?
0: That, yeah. Maybe. Or her helmet will pop off for a second and spin above her head oh. and, and land back and there'll be steam coming out of her ears. I'm <laughs> referencing like 40s <laughs> cartoons now. Um, but, yeah. I and then yeah, Popeye I will pop I in and be, yeah. that's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, either, <laughs> Or by the way, it's digitally simulate eyes?
0: Oh. yeah, the the would just show one big like l e d like pixelated yeah. eye thing, yeah, no, but so that's what uh that's one item. the other item is a new one sort of, and that's that there the bottle is back, but now the bottle has a fairy in it, or at least can have a fairy, in and this is obviously the bottle was there in the previous games holding milk, and if you drank the milk, it was long, long milk oh, sixty four yeah, or melee I don't remember which I don't know, I don't
1: remember there being a bottle of milk, yep, maybe it has a trophy, or maybe it was one of those like.
0: Like 2D a, pictures yeah. of like real life food. Yeah, but it was a milk bottle, which oh, I assumed, which I always assumed was long long milk from Zelda. You I, I was milk. I never well, either it. I'm overthinking or you're underthinking, I mean, but I mean, neither of us is thinking right. right. I mean, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, <laughs> well, a- fine. There's <laughs> now a bottle from Zelda, officially from Zelda, <laughs> and in it is a fairy, and it's, it's. I think it's like a cousin of the maximum tomato. Apparently, even if you have more than 100 percent damage, it will revive you. So, which is yeah. how the maximum tomato works. So yeah. it's just another maximum tomato. But it's weird, because he was kind of cryptic about soccer. So it's possible there's some other part of it that we don't understand. But based on what he said, I think that's how it is. And with that, I mean, that's really what was discussed in the entire Direct. There's a 41-minute Direct, which we have successfully turned into a 90-minute conversation. So, you know, that takes skill. So I'd like to thank my parents and and anyone else involved in my life that made this possible. I'm accepting an award right now. Uh, But it is worth mentioning that we're not quite done with the Direct, because, I mean, we should probably talk about it as a whole. Just the fact that, like... No, this is this is just my thoughts for a minute. You're welcome to chime in saying, oh boys, never a good start. I was just going to say that this Direct made it really clear that 2014 is basically 2013 Part 2. In the sense that in 2013, the 3DS had an absolutely amazing lineup of games. I don't think anyone would deny that. It was a stellar number of games. Like, every month there's a new game of note that you had to play. It was a really great year for 3DS. Then for Wii U... Eh, it wasn't so great there were some highlights especially in the end of the year but there were a ton of gaps in releases there's a whole half a year without any releases really (laughs) you know it was pretty all over the place and pretty not what nintendo wanted um now here we are in 2014 right and we had this first in town director of the year which basically confirmed that 2014 is just 2013 continued so 3ds once again seems to have a bunch of great games we ran through you know the likes of mario golf and Kirby and Yoshi, which and you know, maybe less so Yoshi, and there's an interesting eShop games coming out every month. And you know, from now through basically from now till summer, there's gonna be inter- at least one, probably more interesting games on the 3DS on a, every four weeks. Maybe not month to month by calendar date, but every four weeks we're gonna have something. Hmm. So that's kind of nice. On the Wii U, even after Iwata has repeatedly promised over the last two years that there will never be a game drought again. We are somehow back in a game drought. You kind of touched on this, actually, where you're saying, like, we have Donkey Kong now, and we have Mario Kart at the end of May, and there's nothing in between. I mean, granted, there's NES Remix 2, but that's a wrong one. Yeah, we don't like that. I, I, Yeah, I want to play it, but I don't care. What we like, it wouldn't
1: really... Well, I guess, like, would you have counted um,
0: Wind Waker? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a full-fledged game. So I guess this kind of counts, but even then, here's the thing. If you're trying to sell the Wii U to people that don't have a Wii U... How are you going to do that when you have no games for four months? No one's going to go, I need to buy a Wii U to play these uh, hacked Game ROMs. Games. Yeah, to play. It. Well,
1: no, Wii no, 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 sold no, no, no. over a
0: million and they had the bundle. But no, for like NES Remix 2, no one's yep. going to buy a I Wii people U.
1: still had a hard time finding
0: it. I know, right? I didn't get that. But yeah, I
1: Remember you were saying ago, like, oh, like the one time Nintendo has something that a lot of yep. people want, they, they didn't. They couldn't supply it. it. Yeah.
0: But no, like NES Remix 2 is not going to sell systems. What's going to sell systems are real games in stores, on shelves that people can go physically see and look at and buy. So by Nintendo, not having anything outside of NES Remix until end of May. Basically June. That's kind of weird. They're not even bothering to release the NES Remix 1 and 2 physical copy, like I was saying earlier. Like, come on. At least put something on a shelf. But we are later in the year game Bayonetta too. It's almost as if they themselves are trying to make the Wii U feel like... Oh, like the they're dirt, sabotaging. Like
1: third like party saying, like, oh, well, the Wii U's doing bad because we didn't support and it. And
0: Nintendo's going, hey, the Wii U's doing bad because they didn't support it. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh yeah, no, I mean, we are, uh, two Nintendo's credit layers here, we do have Bayonetta 2 coming out, we do have Hylian Warriors coming out, and of course we have Smash Bros. coming out, but those are on on all at unspecified dates, so it's really a repeat of 2013, where we have very little in the first half and a bunch of stuff in the second half, but who knows when. So, I mean, I just don't understand what Nintendo's thinking. Like, how are they gonna, how are they gonna turn this around? Like, they keep saying they need to turn around the Wii U, they need to sell it, they won't have a game drought, and then they do nothing to show that that's the case, because they let it run dry for months on end. I mean, we suspect it. We had talked about it in the last few episodes that this was going to happen. We oh, called does this. does he sleep at night? I don't think he does. I think he's secretly a vampire. That's my theory. Have you ever seen Sir Water in the sun? Wait, yes, we have. We saw him at yeah. at uh, the convention center. Right. Silly. Yeah. Could just be an insomniac. He could just be an insomniac. How rude of me to call insomniacs vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but... um yeah, but I mean, we kind of called that this was going to happen. Like, in the last few episodes, we were like, oh, yeah, there's nothing in the first half. But it's weird that Nintendo would outright com- essentially confirm it with this direct. Now, the one saving grace, as we also mentioned last episode, is all those indie games. And we went through a huge list of indie games last episode that are coming to Wii U between now and the end of April. And that's going to be what carries the system. I mean, last year there was Bit. Trip Runner, and then there was Need for Speed and Monster Hunter in March. This year, there's like 20 indie games. So there's stuff just not first-party stuff. I mean, I'm super excited for Milo. I'm super excited for Shovel Knight. I'm super excited for those sorts of games. But they still aren't going to be on a shelf. They're still not going to be able to sell the system to people, you know? So... Is there
1: at GameStop when they have those cards that they're like, oh, but... Even, this-
0: even then, though, do I you know, see yeah. those for indie games ever? On Nintendo systems. I know PlayStation does it. Idea, does that count? Nope, that's Nintendo. No. So, yeah, exactly. So it's just like, how are you supposed to be selling the system? But, uh... Yeah, it's... It, I was just going to say, it's the first-party games that really do that. and But the problem is, we don't have the first-party games. And you could argue, well, just as long as there's anything on a shelf, right? Like, there's a Lego game movie that just came out. That's a new game on a shelf. That should help. But even then, our third-party games are drying up, too, because now we're seeing them get delayed. Specifically, I'm talking about one game in particular, and this is going to be a nice transition of sorts, to Our third-party game news that we we're going to talk about for a little bit, and that's Watch Dogs. Now, Watch Dogs was... Have you
1: been keeping a watch on... Have you,
0: have you, have you, yeah, Jose, have you been keeping a watch on... On the dogs over at Ubisoft, it's D A W G S because we're bros. No, no. okay. <laughs> <I haven't laughs> yeah, well, here's here's, here's here's what you haven't done them So you've left them in the doghouse. Yeah.
1: Hmm. on it! All right.
0: I'm sure they're. So I'm barking up the wrong tree with this conversation.
1: Yeah, they're 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 leaving us to beg and roll over on some
0: stuff. All right. We might as well consider they might as well they might as well just be playing dead that's what we consider them. Huh. okay we're done I would like to note that we kept that going way longer than I thought uh, anyway so yeah uh, originally as you may recall Watch Doctors was supposed to come out last year then it was pushed back to first half of 2013 and in, I mean 2014 and in fact it will be coming to every other system under the sun between April and June of this year as promised but what Ubisoft announced during a financial call was well, a reverse Rayman yes exactly was a reverse Rayman with Rayman it was coming to Wii U and that was delayed for the other versions this time around Watch Dogs is coming to all the other systems, but delayed for the Wii U. Now, they say it's delayed because they want to focus their resources on those other versions, naturally because they're going to sell more, which they didn't specify, that's the reason, but clearly it's because they're going to sell more. But the downside is, us Wii U owners are only being told that Watch Dogs is coming to the system at a, quote, later date, which is quite possibly the vaguest way you can put it, and I consider that a kiss of death for the game. It's done. It's not happening. I mean... There's been many times when um, they say later date and then it just magically disappears and never comes out. Aliens, Colonial Marines, remember when that was coming to the Wii U in the launch window, and then shortly after the launch window, and then it's a later date, and then it got canceled.
1: I wish we sure were getting Alien Isolation.
0: Yeah, that actually looks much more like what an aliens game should be. But yeah, that's just an example of like, uh, you know, this happens all the time. Like a developer, Ubisoft doesn't want to actually outright cancel the game yet just in case Wii U sales pick up and then they have it on the back burner like oh yeah we could sell this to these people but on the other hand they also don't want to have to feel obligated to release it so by giving a vague release date they can just quietly cancel it so I think unless the Wii U does some crazy turnaround we're not getting Watch Dogs ever I'd be very happy to be proven wrong about this but I'm pretty sure we're not getting Watch Dogs being vague lets Ubisoft do anything they want with it and that most likely means we're not going to see it So, I mean, to Ubisoft's credit, uh, it's understandable that they did this. I mean, they their business, and more of the point, in their financials, they released how well their Wii U games did. So during the holiday season, you know, when they released Assassin's Creed 4, when they released Just Dance, when they released Rayman Legends, when they had all these games on Wii U, 2% of their entire um, revenue came from Wii U software. 2%. That's kind of small. To give you a point of comparison wii software like the last gen wii u the wii remember that thing that little box that had the motion controller 11 percent of ubisoft's well, I mean, revenue yeah, just dance right right but so is wii u now i know the argument is well yeah but the wii has 100 million users worldwide and the wii u has four <laughs> but still like you would think the hot new thing would be getting a little closer to that 11 percent and not be down at two percent so it, i can see why uh Ubisoft is so hesitant to release Watch Dogs. I mean, it's gonna be interesting if nothing else to see if Ubisoft continues supporting the Wii U. Like Watch Dogs, it's probably done for. But will they release other games for the system after Child of Light? Nothing's been announced, so hmm. it'll be, I'm curious to see what happens. And it's not like every third party sucks on Wii. It's not in terms of sales has horrible sales or anything. I mean, some indies have been successful. Ragged Kid, um, Mutant Muds Deluxe on Wii U is the best selling version of Mutant Muds. It sold more than, or sorry, Mute Month Deluxe. It sold more yeah, than no PS, yeah, no, mean. the 3DS one's number one. It sold more than the PS Vita, the PS3, and the Steam versions combined. So there can be success stories on Wii U, there's no doubt about that, but... But is that saying that it just sold a little bit of the whole? No, it sold pretty well. I mean, they were happy to report that number. Oh, oh. They're making a sequel. Granted, they have much lower expectations because they're an indie dev, but the fact of the matter is you can have success stories on Wii U even if they are on a smaller scale. So I'm hoping yeah. maybe Child of Light does well for Ubisoft, and then maybe they start putting out more digital-only games on Wii U. I mean, take what you can get, type of thing.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, success stories, because, I mean, like you said, they're an indie, so they have lower expectations. Right. But, I mean, what would be a success to them might be, like, an utter failure, too. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I know, like but that. I'm saying, like, if that could be successful, maybe Child of Light can be successful, which definitely yeah. has lesser expectations from Ubisoft than, say, Watch Dogs. What made,
1: um, made millions of dollars, but they still call it a failure? It was the Square Enix thing?
0: Uh, the Tomb Raider? No, yeah. I think it was Tomb Raider. Yeah. No, it was Deus Ex. It was
1: something. It was or something. Or Tomb Raider. Was...
0: They were expecting to make sell like 8 million copies and they sold 5 and they're like, ah, no. <laughs> but uh, I will say though, Ubisoft may be on the way out in terms of Wii U third party support, but we are getting a couple of new third party games from a couple of other publishers, Actors WB games. They're both supporting the Wii U, at least with safe bets. Like, these games aren't, like, mind-blowing new franchises. These aren't, like, big, risky games. One's a licensed game, and one's yeah, a But even so, if mean, they're, still, they're still
1: giving us the Call of Duty, they're still giving right. us both. Right, they are, at
0: least for the time being. They haven't announced that Call of Duty, the yeah. next Call of Duty is oh, coming to Wii U. Oh. But Skylanders, for sure, will be on Wii U. So what Activision did announce, and this is probably the bigger of the two third-party announcements, is uh, a brand-new Transformers game. That will be coming to every system under the sun, basically, including Wii U. It's called Transformers: Rise of the Dark Spark, which rhymes, and it's actually going to be combining the whole Cybertron world from the Cybertron series, like the last two, Rise, what were those, War for and Fall of. Yeah. And they're going to be combining that world with the movie world yeah, into my, one my thing. Emotion,
1: it was like a it was roller coaster. Yeah, a roller coaster, coaster. Oh, yeah, coaster motion. When I was watching that trailer, because first I'm all like, oh, a new Transformers game!" And then like the first part of it started with the models from. Like, the Cybertron game. And yep. then I'm like, whoa, it's another Cybertron game. I really, really love those. Yep. And then they had, like, these movie models. And I'm like, wait, I thought they said those universes weren't related, like, according to Hasbro.
0: And now they, they are. Mean, it's like they're bridging them, literally. Like, some of the game will be on Cybertron and some of it will be on yeah. Earth. And which you mean, use the respective characters from
1: each. Which, I mean, it's, I mean, I like the idea because, I mean, follow Cybertron. It's not a spoiler. Like, ends with them literally, like, going through the wormhole that will take them to Earth. Spoiler! So, so, obviously, like, logically enough, like, the next game, yeah. like, like, oh, it takes place when the, they land on Earth.
0: The thing I find weird, though, is, like, some of it will cross over, in a way. Like, Grimlock of the new movie. I mean, obviously, he's yeah, three it, days cause in, cause he's I mean, going to be in both worlds in the game. Yeah, cause He'll I mean, transition. I
1: mean, yeah, because, I mean, I really love how that Grimlock looks Yeah, well, to, he's gone. Uh, yeah, and, by the way, the, Grimlock. that Grimlock
0: he's pointing to, yeah, to is a poster from Fall for Cybertron. Yeah,
1: I think that Grimlock looks way better than the... You know, than the movie Grimlock? Yeah, the movie Grimlock, Grimlock looks kind of like a... Like a... Robotic dinosaur exploded and it kinda of just reshaped itself.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like it melted and then rehardened, Like when you have a gummy <laughs> that like melted it, and it, well, I mean, like a gummy like, bear that melts and like it, reforms and it looks like a mutant or something. Yeah. Yeah. He kinda of does, I agree. But, but I will just say, I mean, Optimus Prime rang a giant dinosaur yeah. I'm I'm in.
1: No, and also it's like as far as more of the game, like I'm mean, like, okay, I mean it could still be cool. I mean it's not developed by High Moon Studios, which is also kinda of like a like another little flag. Yeah, because I mean, those are the people that made those games that I really yep. love.
0: Yeah, it's instead being done by Edge of Reality, who some people may know as the developers of Mass Effect trilogy and Dragon Age Origins. Which I don't know
1: how to feel about that because
0: yeah. one of them is a port, I and mean, one of them's like a prequel thing.
1: Yeah, and even then I'm like, well, I mean, it could still have its cool multiplayer, and it
0: does, sort of.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have the multiplayer I wanted, but it has the escalation mode, which is actually really, really that's fun. the horde-based one. Yeah, right? it's the horde, and it's really, really fun. So. Like, that,
0: what it's like? like something? It's like something like forty players on one match, and they're like. No,
1: it's more like four players on one map, and you fight hordes of enemies. No, no, day. there's
0: something with forty players as well. I was looking into this.
1: Oh, then that's new for me. I them. think,
0: unless there's a typo on Examiner.com, but I'm pretty sure they said that there's uh. Multiplayer extin- extinction modes going to include some new option with up to 40 players. So mm. I can think of as you're all fighting in mini hordes but there's like a mm. bigger battle going on. I may mean, have misunderstood. In older
1: games but that was more like um, there's like a you have to carry a bomb to the other team and once you put the bomb there you have to defend it from the per- yeah, from the people's base that you invaded. It might be something like, like that. I, I, I really have no idea. You win slash lose.
0: I have no idea. I might be I might, it might have been a typo on their site but I, uh, it is worth mentioning for those who've never played these Transformers games, they are actually pretty cool. They're third person. You can be Autobots or Decepticons. It same's gonna be true in Rise of the Dark Spark. Um, what they're doing in this one that's a little different is single player and multiplayer will actually be connected. So all the stats you gain, all the power ups you gain, all the weaponry you gain will work in both. So if yeah, you I mean, get, earn it in single player, use it in multiplayer. Get it in multiplayer, use it in single player.
1: I mean, even if you're not Transformers, uh, a Transformers, <laughs> a
0: Transformers fan, <laughs>
1: I'd say it's definitely worth checking out. Fall the Cybertron. I had fun playing your copy of that. Because um, I mean, even if you just take it as a Robot transforming shooter, like it's still really fun. I mean, it's definitely yeah. like no other game I've ever played, just because of the mobility.
0: And hopefully, it makes
1: a huge difference. And
0: hopefully, Edge of Reality keeps up that high, that high bar. Yeah, because I mean, one. it
1: has those models there, so you're, I'm already going to be expecting that quality of gameplay. So we'll see. Yeah, I will. Be...
0: Yeah, they, they it clearly they the fact are, the are reusing U, assets. Yeah, like
1: honestly, if it wasn't available for Wii U, I probably might not have considered it. But, yeah,
0: I, mean, I was shocked it's coming to Wii U I mean, I'm very happy it's coming to yeah. Wii U But I did not expect it to come to Wii U, to be honest Yeah. Like, when I saw I saw a word of it before I saw word of it before uh Okay, yeah. sorry Yeah, sorry, I kept it, Jose needed to fix a pen And he was trying to signal for me to do no, it I've been anything. waiting for you to do it, like, the whole time The stylus? That's, yeah, I thought you knew I always put the stylus sideways Oh, sorry He has a little holder for his stylus, everyone And I stuck it in the holder so it was standing up straight But he lies it down
1: Yeah, because then that scratches it, too
0: I'm sorry Random into the podcast, everybody. Hey, we had to get the random from somewhere. That was it. <laughs> anyway, no, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, or Jingle all the way to. Jingle all the way to. Oh, Jingle. we're going to have a good random coming up in a little bit when we talk about Twitch plays Pokemon. But, uh. I lost my train of thought. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 saw the, I saw the news of it before I saw what systems it was on. It's like, oh, PS4, Xbox One. And it's like, Wii i I'm like, what? So. I'm intrigued. I'll put it that way. I'm actually almost more intrigued by the 3DS version that was announced. It's going to be a strategy game made by WayForward. Yeah, that's different. Which is like, came out of nowhere, and I'd I'd be okay with that, I think. I'd be alright with that. So, um, those are coming out sometime this year. No date. Just 2014. So, they're movie tie-ins, but they're not movie tie-ins. Like, they share the movie world, but they're going to be a standard thing they won't release alongside the movie. It's funny because you when something thing, is I mean.
1: an all movie tie in. Usually, the quality does take a big dip. I feel like the, this because might you, have to, you have to rush it. Yeah, I feel meet, like that's still might happen you know, to now. meet the window. And since it's not an all movie tie in, like it's gonna probably be better than most. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, there's a few. You know, there's always exceptions. I think right. Spider-Man Two with one.
0: Spider-Man Two is really good. Yeah,
1: I can't think of any other. I mean, I really like the Transformers games for the DS.
0: You know what's not an exception? The Matrix. Oh, what was it called? The Matrix video game. It was awful. It was completely independent. Matrix Reload. No, that's the movie. That's what I thought. I at thought they
1: was, called the, was just called the Matrix. I Might know. have just
0: been the Matrix from Shiny Entertainment and Atari, and it bombed really hard. Um, anyway, well, um, really fun. yeah, but uh, another game that's coming to Wii U. This one is from WB, and this was the second one. I'm now, also kind of surprised is, it was coming to Wii U. Too. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by this too, and I shouldn't. And I, you know why I'm surprised? I shouldn't because have been. You know why I know I should have been? Because if you recall, last episode we were talking about how the DLC. Batman Arkham Origins was canceled oh, on Wii more. U after they already sold it. Like, they refunded people, they refunded people's money, they let them keep the DLC they had, but they canceled all the future DLC. Then, two weeks later, WB announces, hey, remember that 3DS and PlayStation Vita Batman we put out, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and up that and put it on your digital services. So, yeah, it's going to be available on the eShop starting April 1st, unless it's a, cru- a very cruel early April f- fools, day, fool's Day joke. The funny thing about that is I couldn't deliver the joke properly, so it lost all humor because I tripped over my words. Anyway, uh, so this is falling in the footsteps of – I feel like Sony pioneered this, where it's like – it's falling in those footsteps where it's like, uh, hey, here's a handheld game. We're going to go ahead and up-res it onto a console. They did it all the time with PSP and PS2. All
1: their, almost all their Vita games are like... Yeah, Vita games are I mean, kind of it's same. getting the God of War, or it already got them, mm-hmm. and God of War 1 and 2, and I don't know what.
0: But yeah, these, like, crossing between them is kind of weird. And now lots of Western developers are picking up on this idea and doing it. So WB is literally just taking Ar- Arkham Origins Blackgate, giving it HD graphics, giving it surround sound support, giving it an enhanced map and a new hint system, and plopping it down on eShop and PSN and Xbox Live and saying, here you go. It's half the price it used to be. For twenty bucks, you get the whole game, better graphics, better sound, clearer map. Have at it. Hmm. So I mean, I, I never picked up the 3DS version, but I mean, for twenty bucks, why not? Yeah, it's type of thing. Metroidvania game. Yeah, it's from Armature. They're the guys that are founded by a couple of the old retro studios heads. Hmm. So these are guys that know their Metroidvania uh, gameplay concepts, and they applied it to this. And it's supposed to be pretty good. I just never got around playing it. So um, I think the nicest thing about this, though, is it comes out in April. During the Wii U's lull, so yes, once again, this isn't a tile. Isn't this is not a tile that will sell the Wii U, but it's another thing to play along with all those indie games, along with NES Remix 2. So yeah, it's kinda so like you just something like, to keep on your radar, yeah. really. And I mean,
1: since it's not going to be on the shelf, like you said, like if people don't have a Wii U, they're not going to know it exists.
0: Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and if they know it exists, I guarantee the PSN or Xbox Live version will be the one that's more prominently advertised. Yeah. Unless Nintendo chooses to pump this out on their website. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: they could have easily like, replicated the 3D version on it. Yeah, yeah they the could the have. Gamepad, but...
0: They could. They might. They haven't said what they're going to do exactly yeah. for Wii U. So that's something to keep an eye on. If they announce any details on how it will leverage the gamepad, we'll, of course, share it in future episodes. Now, we do have to segue to business for a bit. Financial stuff, a little. Sure. Not too sure. much. It's actually really brief. So, um, relatively speaking. So, January MPD numbers came out, and those are the sales numbers for the U.S. during the month of January. Self explanatory. And, um, you know, we we can't just have an episode all about games. We we, we just can't. We have to have a little business in there. So here it is, the MPD numbers. This is the first month after the holiday season, and um, it's always a drop. Every January, you see a noticeable drop because in December, the sales numbers are sky high. In January, naturally, they're much lower because everyone bought their stuff.
1: People are regretting their purchases. And they're
0: returning them, and then numbers are negative, and no. (laughs) Uh, But so um, the thing is, this January was worse than last January. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm expecting numbers to be lower. I'm expecting to see, like, only 100-some-odd thousand 3DS is sold, opposed to, like, 700,000 or whatever crazy number. But this was even lower than, like, what people expected. The industry, compared to last January, like, January or January, actually was down 1% as a whole. Now, keep in mind, that's with the PS4 and the Xbox One coming out and selling super well. And the reason it's down is because software sales plummeted. They fell twenty six percent compared to last January. Part of that is because we didn't get new um games this January. Last January there was Devil May Cry. Last January there was uh oh what's it called? The level five game for PS3. Something something Noi no-i-no-i, Nori, noki noki korin nori nori korin. The 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 one that came with the book? Like the play the, the book looking at me like I'm a madman.
1: Nino Queen.
0: Thank you. That. Oh maybe. Is, Those books can be a Zaki one? Up. Sure. With level five? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Miyazaki, Yeah. Nino Kuni, and The Breath of the White Witch. That one. That and Devil May Cry both came out last January, and both sold pretty well. This year, in January, we had nothing. Xbox One, no releases. PS4, no real releases. Wii U, <laughs> we know the answer to that. No releases. So, as a result, sales were down. Now, the one company that actually got to buck that trend and have sales go up in January compared to last year was Nintendo, which is kind of a nice surprise. Wii U software sales were up 16%, and 3DS software sales were up 6% so there's that uh now none of these games that got the sales boost actually got in the top 10 of the overall industry in fact only three multi-platform games on Nintendo systems made it into the overall top 10 and that was Call of Duty Ghosts at number one Assassin's Creed 4 at appropriately enough number four and Lego Lego Marvel Super Heroes well a mouthful of a name at (laughs) number nine
1: let's just stick words together and see
0: if we come up with a name what?
1: Not that game actually looks pretty fun yeah honestly it does the but the name's
0: just off the yeah. name is awful i mean what else would they call it but yeah. it's just like hey i can't wait to play uh cup book adventure time it's just like random <laughs> words stuck together but uh yeah so of looking beyond the top 10 Nintendo did have a couple of sales numbers to report pokemon x and y moved another one hundred twenty-five thousand copies in january not bad for a off month like this which means that since it came out in October, it has seen sales here in the States alone of 3.125 million copies. Between X and Y. It's like split. Oh. Uh, yes. Um, a Link between... <laughs> you sounded just like that sound effect from all those games where the Japanese old thing is. Um, a Link Between World now has a sales total of 715,000 since it launched in November. And Super Mario 3D World now has a life-to-date sales total since it launched in November as well. Coincidentally, on the same day as Zelda, of 655,000 units. So, I find that interesting, actually, that 3D World, which has a much smaller base it can sell to because there's much fewer Wii U owners, managed to sell within 100,000 copies of what Zelda sold to a much larger base. Hmm. Just just a little tidbit. Or just a little food for thought. One game that didn't get good sales that Nintendo did not brag about was Wii Fit U. Oh, poor Wii Fit U. a good
2: game.
0: If leaks are accurate, which, you know, they might not be, but in this case it's from a reliable source... Um, the reason Nintendo didn't share any sales numbers for Wii Fit U is because it outright bombed. Like, full-on bombed. In the month of January, the month it got its physical release, the month Nintendo was supposedly going to do a big publicity push, which I did not see any evidence of outside of a Fox and Friends segment. Um, it managed to sell under, under 20,000 copies. It sold the population of, like, UC Santa Barbara. Basically, if I want UC Santa Barbara got one, and no one else in the world did, that would be what sold Wow. So um, that's pretty small. Now, granted, it's a rare game. It is, although it's everywhere. Yeah, it could yeah. Be but sure. granted, to Nintendo's credit, they did have the free Wii Fit You promotion where you could download it for free in November and December. Uh, they did.
1: So that they see an increase in
2: pedometers.
0: I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think these sales numbers include Fit Meter individual because Fit Meter by itself. That would mean Fit Meter by that itself is an difference. accessory. And it could make a difference. And I don't know how fit, how the FitMeter did, but the package software, and this also does include eShop, which is the other thing I was going to say, but the package software version of Wii Fit U, with the FitMeter bundled in, with the bounce board bundled in, any configuration of that, under 20000 total. So basically, yeah, it may have sold well to people that have a Wii U, and it may have the... sold well to people that have the bounce board, but it's not enticing, it's not bringing in new people. And I mean, I saw this firsthand. I was at Fry's Electronics last weekend. And there's a sales associate who's helping someone get a Wii U who, for one thing, fries. That that guy actually knew his stuff, the sales associate. I was shocked. He knew everything. It was impressive. Like, he knew the right things to say. But so they're getting the Wii U, and he's like, so how much is the Wii U? Oh, $300. And the Wii Fit U bundle is 80 Okay, so like $380. $380, sure. Now, why can't I just get a Wii and that Wii Fit? And he's like, well, are you planning to do anything besides use Wii Fit? And she's like, nah, I mean, my kids might play the games. He's like, well, this has the newer games. She's like, right, but if I don't care if my kids have the newest games, couldn't I just get the much cheaper well, if we Wii
1: parent, Fit? I know.
0: But it's just like, I'm, I bet you there's a lot of people like that. Because, yeah, maybe not every parent's going to be that harsh. But there's a ton of people that got Wii Fit as individuals. And they could go, like, why would I pay all this money for essentially the same game? Like, I don't think the Fit Mirror is that enticing to most people. It clearly isn't. It sold under 20,000 copies. So. Hmm. I don't know. It's uh it it's certainly not bringing new people to the Wii U as Nintendo hoped. At least not yet. Maybe they'll do some sort of publicity push, but so far nothing. And I mean, it really didn't help that right around the time that Wii Fit U came out like I think like 3 weeks ago, some random study by the Health Promotion Evaluation Unit at the University of Western Australia. This is a real place. They put out a study that essentially created headlines of Wii Fit doesn't help you be fit. Like Wii Fit does not help you. We Fit is not better than exercise. And she's just like, well, that's not going to help their publicity. Turns out what the study is, is that uh, they found that We Fit is not a good replacement for real exercise because with We Fit, the novelty wears off and you stop doing it. Real exercise, you go somewhere, you go to the gym, you go every day. We Fit, because it's a game, people lose interest faster and they found that they lose interest at a faster rate than they do with normal video games. So they're not even saying it doesn't actually help you. They're just saying you lose interest much quicker. So all the headlines are kind of skewed towards We Fit doesn't work, and it is more like you're using how you're using We Fit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. They did say it's better than playing a normal video game, and you're off the couch and you're doing things physical. But obviously, I don't think anyone went. I don't think anyone bought We Fit going, "I'm going to use this exclusively as exercise." and nothing else. I'm not gonna do any other mm. exercise. Like I think it's it's supposed to supposed augment to be a it. Supplement. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a supplement, it's supposed to be a or it is supposed to be yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be an additional thing, a supplement, yeah. Um yeah, so that certainly didn't help Nintendo to have that news come out when it did. Like, it's like right after they launched We Fit You. But oh well. The uh so that that's really it for software. On the hardware side it's a bit iffier than usual. Normally we have leak numbers that are pretty spot-on, and we get a sense of how things are doing. This time, they're a little vaguer. So there are reports that the 3DS managed to sell about 97,000 units in January, which is pretty low for a system that should be in the prime of its life. Granted, there are no games in January, but, you know, it's supposed to be better than that if it's the top-selling system. And it wasn't in this case. Xbox One and PS4 outsold it. PS4 actually outsold Xbox One 2 to 1 in January. Oh. Double. Uh, but, yeah, so that's not absolutely, you know, it's not a failure for the 3DS by any means. And even with this lower number here in the U.S., Nintendo should still meet its sales goals without much of a prong, Seeing in Japan, the 3DS is outpacing the GBA's sales at, that, at this point in its life, like the historical sales, they're outpacing it by over 4 million units. So I don't think Nintendo has too much to worry about. But then there's the Wii U, which apparently sold slightly less this January than it did last January. Last January, it sold 57,000 units. This January, not quite sure. The numbers I've been seeing are somewhere between forty-five and 55,000. So less. But what's interesting is if it's closer to $55,000, it, it might actually be selling more on a weekly basis. It turns out last January 2013, NPD had a five-week reporting period for whatever reason. That's just how the calendar fell out. This year, it's only four weeks. So they have to normalize all the stats from the five-week to the four-week to make them comparable, like the 26% drop and everything that's based on the normalized weekly averages. So if you look at like the weekly average of Wii U sold this year versus last year – Even if it was less overall by 2,000 or 3,000, weekly it probably did better. Hmm. That's only if the numbers are closer to 57,000, but since we don't know, it's hard to say. I guarantee, though, whatever it sold, Nintendo wasn't surprised considering how much they dropped their expectations for the Wii U a few weeks back. so. So there's that. But that, that's really it for NPD. I mean, it's a slow month. There weren't really any games. There's not much to say, with we don't have leaked numbers. But it's just, you know, a taste of how things are doing for Nintendo. 3DS games are still selling. Wii U games are still selling. Systems selling. a I see less. that.
1: I mean, that's, like, increased, even though it's yeah.
0: slight. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good sign, definitely. In an industry
1: where everything is going down.
0: Nintendo's yeah, slightly yeah. going up, at least with software. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, there is... I kind of made a joke about this. It's like catching a branch when you're falling off a cliff.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's snagging on the branch and watching it slowly, slowly bend and going uh. like, is it going to snap? Is it going to snap? It better not snap. And it doesn't snap. Ultimately, what's going to happen is going to be like in the cartoons. It'll slingshot you back to the top of the cliff. Just give it a few years, Nintendo, and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, that's my motivational speech of the day. But no, I was going to say, now, we do occasionally like to put the random in your Nintendo, beyond talking about your stylus, beyond talking about Jingle all the way too. And we've done that, we've done that um, in the past with things like discussing Justin Bieber's 3DS product placement and random stuff like that. But this random, I think, is a better random. And this random is Twitch Plays Pokemon. This is the random around the tower right here. So, I don't know. Have you been watching Twitch Plays Pokemon? Yeah, I've kept up with it pretty It's well. a pretty. Do you want. Maybe you could explain better. It's a pretty insane uh, so, idea. So, basically, someone's made it
1: possible to um, use the chat in, the in live, Twitch. Yeah, in Twitch, in the live stream chat of Twitch to um, input commands just up, down, A, B to play a full. Yeah, a full file of Pokemon. Pokemon yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's Pokemon Blue running on an emulator that's hooked yeah. into the chat. So
1: yeah. you have, like, 70,000 people at one time just pressing up, down, left, right. Like, just trying to move this character. So you have, like, the easiest task of just, like, trying to get through a door turn into, like, a 30-hour... No, not 30-hour. 30 30-minute 30 ordeal. Or sometimes um, they can't even get through, um, like, a battle without, like, randomly selecting an item. And apparently um, the Helix Muscle is something that just keeps getting picked over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's become like a meme of its own, like, oh it's like oh they're using it for wisdom. It's like their God or something. <laughs> and then um or at some point they wanted to um they got the Eevee, thought like, okay, we're gonna make this E V our surfer and then they end up accidentally buying the the Firestone
0: and then they what? turn it into a flareon and then What had they by accident? Are you sure it wasn't someone sabotaging it?
1: Well I mean it could have been sabotage. Okay, it's like yeah. a lot of people pressing like, Oh up, down, up right, down like, to right. try to get to the Waterstone, but right. oh it's turned into the thing. So they ended up releasing the Flareon. Like, oh, the 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 EV was a false prophet because it was supposed to be the blah blah blah. And <laughs> I then, will uh, say a friend of mine. And then they are also releasing the
0: starter. Uh, what? Really? Right. Wow. A friend of mine was watching for an hour, and all they were trying to do was cut down a bush with cut. Couldn't do it for an hour. They could not do yeah. it.
2: Um,
0: and I and when I was watching it, they were stuck on the pause menu forever, and they kept like because everyone always wants to save the game like constantly for whatever reason or by accident. I don't know, but. Half the time they're just failing to save the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, like, the it's part insane. that I was watching like for a little bit, on um, they were stuck in that little maze where you touch panels and then it spins you around until you land on the next panel, and they were stuck there for the longest time. Yeah, I mean you can only imagine why. But um, oh yeah. So basically, what Twitch or I guess the people in charge of this tried to do to remedy this was um, they created an anarchy and democracy mode uh-huh. where basically on the chat if you type anarchy, like the more people type it, the more it will go to anarchy mode, which is pretty much just. The game will input every single command that is typed. But if more people type democracy, it'll go to democracy mode and then for twenty seconds the character won't move. And it'll just um it'll make the character move based on the command that was pressed the most during that twenty second gap. Right. So I guess what you get is really slow progress that's kinda of boring to watch.
2: But are actually playing yeah,
1: it. Yeah, but on the other hand, you get like I don't know, crazy stuff that's going on. So oh, yeah. it's kind of entertaining yeah. to watch, but at the tend's it's like, wow, this is like
0: and this is- a really frustrating playthrough. And and the thing about this is it's so interesting because one, it buys the internet so perfectly. Like the whole like tug like uh the tug of war of trying to control this and the idea yeah. of like, well we can be democratic about it or just like go crazy. Like all that it's just like the internet in a nutshell. Yeah, but what a- I find interesting about it real quick is um it's blowing up. It's going beyond just like the Twitch community like it's going beyond the gaming community. Like people are reading about it. it's like a thing. Like hundreds of thousands. like yeah, there's like did, over a hundred thousand viewers a few come days out ago. So
1: much on um Usually these kinds of things you expect only to see, like, on, like, on Reddit, like, on the gaming server Right. It. But it's just saying the main page. Yeah, it's, like, on the main page so often. It's on imagery. Like, every other image is, like, a fan art of, like, oh, here's, like, a giant flareon, like, the false part. And then they have, like, ancient hieroglyphics of people worshipping the Helix fossil, blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
0: I've seen, I've seen, or I've had, I should say, multiple people come up, like, come to me and be like, hey, what, what is this Twitch Plays Pokemon thing? Like, lots of people, because they, they know I'm an town guy. And lots of people just, like, it's it's making the round. Like, it's a internet sensation of sorts yeah, like, like hundreds like, of thousands of years by this point i'm sure and i
1: guess like as a result of this like if you go to um if you're on twitch on the page yeah um there's a pretty much every version of pokemon has this kind of setup going but obviously they have like 100 yeah. views or something oh yeah, like yeah this is like this is the king the blue version one is
0: uh yeah the one that were twitch it was so popular uh, twitch had an issue where the chat room in twitch plays pokemon obviously was lagging and glitching out and whatnot and then somehow unrelated chat rooms and other vid- live streams started glitching and not working properly because Twitch Plays Pokemon was getting so much traffic in the chat and it started dragging down the whole site.
1: No.
0: Yeah. It's like, it was that, it's that big. It's, it's breaking Twitch. It's an Twitch.
1: interesting social experiment.
0: It really is. And it's cool that it's like a Nintendo game that's doing it.
1: Yeah. It de- yeah, definitely made on um,
0: Pokemon more, um, I don't want to say popular, but more, um. It brought back into the spotlight yeah. in a way different from how Nintendo does it. It it brought it back into a spotlight for our age group. I mean, yeah, lots of people are like, oh yeah, Pokemon X and Y, but Nintendo focused it mostly at a younger demographic. But this is clearly playing up, playing off the nostalgia of our age group of like ten years older than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just very really fascinating. Yeah, because even be
1: people that only see the world in
0: first and second generation can like appreciate it. Yeah,
1: like oh, these are all Pokemon I recognize.
0: Totally. Yeah have you have you tried Tried it yourself or were you just watching? Uh, I've only watched. I, I only watched it, didn't really bother. I mean, yeah, I, I was like, there's no way." I'm it there.
1: was kind of a, I mean, even if I typed in a command, I, I feel like, oh, by the time it actually goes in because there's a delay, like, I wouldn't know if that was my commander. Right, same, same. And also, like, um, people just like to kind of, I mean, there are a lot of people that are just trolling, so they'll put on um, the, the prompt actually does do, like, if you put up nine, it'll actually move the character up nine times. So people right. will put start nine or, like, B nine so that if people like are trying to talk to someone, it'll just skip through the dialogue. Right, back right, right. or A nine so it's it's a um, it's a
0: really interesting experiment, it, and it's fine because it's like it's just so. I mean, it works nothing per- like this has been done yeah. before. Yeah, I mean,
1: and it works perfectly for this kind of game because there's no like reaction or like yeah. quick reflexes involved. Yeah, I don't think it would ever work on any kind of game. that does yeah, requires reflexes. Yeah, no, it would. But I would like it. to see them try it on a more like advanced like RPG, like something like um, I don't know, maybe a Final Fantasy game. Or yeah, something. it have
0: to be something that's all menu based. Yeah. That's the thing. But it's interesting because I think it launched on like Valentine's Day or the night before. And I think originally they were just going to have it up over the three-day President's Weekend. Mm. And now here we are a week later and it's bigger than it ever was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they made like that much progress. In well, the democracy mode does help, but... Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, it's just it's just a very cool idea. But um, I mean, we we didn't play that, but we have been playing other things. And now I guess that's a pretty good transition to the What's we're, What We're Playing segment as we enter our two of the Random Podcast. Uh, we'll try and keep this a little brief. Um, I mean, these are... Well... You're, you're welcome to skip around. Games, yeah. but... So we were going to talk about... I should be cl- I up front just say... We were going to talk about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That's what we promised last episode. But here's the thing. Hopefully I don't we co- bananas. Yeah, hopefully... Hopefully... Um, yeah, hopefully you're not annoyed at what's about to happen. But we're not talking about it. Because we realize we need to give the game a fair shake... And if we buy it Friday and the podcast goes up Sunday, that doesn't really let's play as much as we want. So we cho- we think the better idea is to wait the two weeks and give you better impressions. Give you a whole barrel of monkeys instead of just one little monkey. So as such, we we do have other games to talk about. We have been playing other things, waiting for Donkey Kong to come out. So we might as well talk about those. So uh, I've been playing Steel Diver Su- Sub Wars for the 3DS, which we touched on in the Nintendo Direct segment. And Jose was playing John uh, Sisters Twisted Dreams I on didn't the play Wii U. Steel e-shop.
1: Diver. Didn't you think?
0: Oh, I didn't know you played. Yeah. Have we not had this? Did, we not, did I not ask you at any point?
1: I might have said I didn't play it when I did.
0: Oh, uh, well, yeah, you do that all the time. Fun fact about Jose, he lies about everything all the time. So anyway, no, uh, time. most of the time. You're right, not when we're recording. You're pretty truthful here. Unless this is all a lie and everything you say is the opposite. Then, wow, this is one confusing podcast. No,
1: it's no, Maybe just to you, <laughs> usually. Oh Yeah, it's just yeah. to me.
0: But yeah, so I guess I'll... I played a lot of Steel Diver, so I guess I'll... Oh go first yeah. so um so what steel diver sub Wars really is at the end of the day is it's a slow motion first person shooter like it it's slower speed than you expect from first person shooter. it's a first person view you, of uh, you're in a submarine it's very tactical because it's slower and it carries over some of the submarine like simulation stuff of the original 3ds launch game sub, uh steel diver so you know you have stuff like sonar to ping enemies so you can see them on your map and get to them there are things like uh optional touchscreen controls with levers and knobs and buttons and stuff which in steel diver one the original you had to use to control it for this steel diver they're optional or you can use a mix of the control stick and buttons to do things like dive and lower and fire yeah. torpedoes and could, the the touch or the button controls are much better on top of that they even have other little references to submarines like you can buy historical submarines for a buck if you find buying the, if you end up getting the full version of the game or you can even do morse code chat which is amazing it's just so silly like you literally just they have an alphabet on the bottom screen yeah, and censored. you just tap in what it's not censored either yeah it's not which is weird and you just tap in what you want to say like beep 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 whatever and it spells it out in words on the screen and there's no censor and you could talk to anyone in the lobby or your teammates when you're playing multiplayer and it's just it's very un nintendo to let you just talk like that but it's really cool that's more i thought that because was they're like oh they want you to have the language of a sailor or something but yeah that might be it. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think they overthought that. Um, but, I, but I did mention that you could buy submarines for a dollar if you buy the full version. So it's probably worth explaining how the free to play model works for this one. So, what Nintendo does is they give you two single player missions for free, they give you um, two submarines to use for free, and they give you total complete access to all of multiplayer, online multiplayer. Uh, if you pay 10 bucks, you then get. The, uh, the premium version, which includes 18 more subs and five more single-player missions. So I guess I should probably break down how single multiplayer works because they are a little different and in, um, in how they play and which one's better and that sort of thing. So on single-player, you're really tasked with these different missions where you're either shooting enemies flag or like going through well, rings. Golden, yeah, yeah, Go,
2: flag,
0: yeah sl- flying. Yeah, like, Subbing through rings, that sort of thing. And each mission, there's three different levels. There's um, each of which is more and more difficult. And you earn a medal when you beat each mission at each level if you if you complete the task at hand you just get a normal medal. but if you do it under a certain time you then get a uh star medal. and i believe there's also silver bronze gold based on other variables um if you these medals are useful so, wow that's, these medals are useful because you can use them to buy things for your sub such as a new paint job and you can uh need and you need them in order to Progress. like you need x number of medals to unlock the next level and that sort of thing so they're kind of crucial but um along with that you can also throughout single player as you're subbing around pop up to the surface and you might bump into crew members on boats you can recruit these crew members to join your submarine and then they are special enhancements for your subs such as one guy who can very slowly repair your sub over time and that sort of thing each sub holds a different number of crew members and you can do different combinations to really build your own custom sub using the items with the from the medals and the crew and that sort of thing so there's some strategy involved in that. And honestly, the whole metal system, just like you keep playing the same thing to get better and better metals, kind of reminds me of Star Fox a little. In fact, a lot of this game kind of reminds me. Like, because Star Fox had the whole meddling the planets. and and Oh,
1: yeah, but yeah. Don't you don't use the metals for anything. Though. No, no, no,
0: just the idea of having metals oh. and being able to up them in a weird freeform flying, anti-gravity world that is the underwater depth of Steel Diver versus space in Star Fox. But yeah, like, the it kind of is reminiscent of Star Fox in that regard.
1: They may have a peppy hair
0: they did he has a cameo when you try and buy the premium version it's peppy who's prepping you and he even asked what you've never seen a talking rabbit before which is so great but is it weird that all of nintendo's games where you have to buy things in game feature talking rabbits selling it to you street pass this oh, yeah. is there something in japan about talking well, rabbits I mean, maybe
1: there's like that old thing to go. it's a lucky rabbit so maybe. oh
0: that could be it yeah but um yeah i was thinking about the free range motion though and how you really because you're underwater, you go up down left right it's like total you go anywhere it's like you're just floating, obviously. But that makes it feel very different than a standard first-person shooter. And honestly, that, that whole floating feel and the anti-gravity feel really comes into play in multiplayer, which I consider be the best part of the game. So multiplayer is basically four-on-four. Four. You're auto-assigned to either Team Red or Team Blue, and it's your job to take out the other team. And you do this on a variety of randomly selected levels, which they kind of have some fun with the water theme. There's one where you're in a swimming pool, and uh, there's some other... I don't remember any of others off the top of my head, but there are a few others that I was like, Huh! I get it because it's water and it works, but they're like just random locations that don't necessarily yeah. make sense um, but the the fun thing about the multiplayer though is that because you have that free range of movement you can really get creative with how you choose to attack people. You have to first ping them with sonar, like I think I mentioned, and um, then they appear on the map, and then you follow, you know, you line up with them on the map and go in that direction and whatever. But then you can start doing things like you have torpedoes and holding torpedoes, and you can choose, maybe I'll maybe I'll attack them right, like, dead on when they're barely in my sights and then swerve up above, so when they look over in this direction, they might not see me. Or maybe I'll go under, the, maybe I'll, like, ram, like, ram towards, like, go towards them full speed, keep shooting torpedoes torpedoes and then duck under them at the last second or use the masking technique where you turn invisible so you duck under them turn invisible and then when they turn around you're not there like there's all sorts of different techniques you can do and because you have that free range of motion it's actually pretty fun and i will admit that like shooting shooting a torpedo shooting a homing missile they take a little time to hit their target because you're underwater you're a submarine but that's just it's still oddly tense Like, when you're in a battle and you, like, have two opponents on your side of you and you're, like, weaving through and stuff, even though you're going, like, not the fastest and even though your missiles are not shooting very quickly, there's still, like, a real tension to it. That's kind of a lot like when you're cornered in a first-person shooter. Like, I can see why Nintendo would be, like, yeah, this is a first-person shooter. No, they
1: were really sticking with the submarine thing. Like, they really didn't want to let go of that idea.
0: Yeah, because it's it's one of the most pet projects you not like that. But, uh, yeah, it's also worth mentioning that they did a really good job balancing everything in this multiplayer mode because, um, yeah, it's free to play. But as we know, it's a lot of free to play. A lot of it's like you pay more, you do better, right? Like you pay for enhancements that make you win.
2: Yeah.
0: This one they actually balance everything, so yes, you may gain speed, but you're with one of the 18 other submarines. But you're gonna lose firing range, or you may you know be able to take more hits, but you might not dish out as much power and you know as much damage when you do hit them. That sort of thing. So it's actually. Like, the only time that I was having trouble against someone is when they clearly were playing it a lot. And this, as is the case with many Nintendo games, is expressed through their, um, like, level or experience points or whatever. Because, you know, like Mario Kart and all those games. Yeah. You have a baseline, you go up if you win, you go down if you lose, and you kind of work the your VR way up. And, meter, yeah, that sort of thing. They have this, it's levels. It's the same idea, though. So next to every player's name when you're playing multiplayer online is a little level number. And when I'm playing against someone level 21, who, sure, they may have a sub that's in the premium version... They'll destroy me instantly. If I play against that same person at level 2 and I'm like level 6 or 7, I'll beat them. Like, it is a really balanced thing. It's really just again, about playing against people of your skill set. And luckily for on... they
1: pair you up with people skill
2: set? That's what I was going
0: to say. Luckily for online, they do. Sort of. So you have three different online options. You have um, regional, worldwide, and the ability to play people who are similarly ranked. What's oddly missing, and my one complaint with the game, what's weirdly missing is there's no way to play against friends. There's no friendless integration whatsoever. It's very strange. And, like, everything else that gets so right. Like, when you're in the lobby waiting for the match to begin, you can chat and Morse code and everything. And, like, it it kind of keeps you with the people you've played when you're winning, When you're on a winning team. Like, not perfectly, yeah. but usually three out of four people stayed on my team at least a couple matches. And then, like, they forget friends lists, which is strange. But, um... But no, overall, I mean... I feel
1: like like it'd be really fun to play with people on your team. I mean, your friends on your team. Yeah, like
0: you and me on a team against the world. Us against the world. But, um, no, it would be fun. But I don't know why they left it out. But what is there is fun. And, like, that's pretty much the gameplay in a nutshell. You're piloting a submarine. It's first person. It's tense. It's kind of slow, but still really tense. And there's different strategies. It's really all about, like... What I noticed is it's not so much just, like, you pick a sub and you go. It's really, like, you customize your sub. And... That's what matters, and making the sub that fits your playstyle, style, and then going. So that's kind of the gameplay, in a nutshell. Presentation-wise, kind of reminds me of Star Fox again. Apparently one of the developers on this game, the guy that founded the company that developed this, used to be one of the developers on the original Star Fox, which might be the association. But they, the speech bubbles at the bottom with the talking oh. heads are basically straight out of Star Fox. And then you have Peppy, like you said, who's rambling in there. So yeah, there's definitely some Star Fox-isms throughout, and... Uh, i mean beyond that there's not a whole lot to report graphics aren't particularly amazing i mean you're underwater it's bluish green and that's about it the textures are okay but uh sound sound design i was impressed about the music i honestly it's forgettable i honestly do not remember like it's i really don't remember but the sound design is very cool because like there's chatter over the radio like just murmured chatter went over the sub radios and there's like you know, the appropriate sound effects and everything, and there's like a uh, naval commander voice when you're doing certain things that makes sense. But the naval, the, the murmurs on the radio I thought were cool, especially after you die in multiplayer, because once you die, you're dead. So you're just watching other people play and you can control the camera and stuff. Oh, but kinda, you hear, kinda. yeah, but you hear like random chatter, So it seems like they're actually all like a fleet of submarines. Like you just hear like murmured jibber jabber that kind of fits with what they're doing. Like you'll hear stuff about getting hit when they get hit and that yeah. sort of thing. So I thought that was kind of neat. But, uh, yeah, I mean, beyond that, there's not much to say. I think, I think in a nutshell, Sub Wars is just way better than I thought it would be. I mean, it did not look that amazingly appealing in the direct, but it turned out to actually be really fun. And I think, like, if you're down to multiplayer to where it's at, but the single-player... Like, the single-player missions are nothing special, I guess. You know, they're there, you play them. But what really matters is when you're online... That's when it gets good. And then that makes you go back to single player because you're like, oh, I need to upgrade my ship. I need to do this. I need to do that thing. So then you're playing online. You decide you want to go upgrade. You go play single player. You get your upgrades. You get your crew members. You get your paint job or whatever. And then you go back to online. So it's actually, it seems like two separate things when you first play, but you start to realize as you get, as you start getting more into it, it's actually very cross, like very closely integrated. And it's really a complete package, not just two separate forks to the same road. So yeah, because it's free, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't try it in my mind. Um, I mean, I know you did, but the listeners. So I mean, I people probably wrote it off. based like on you're the, gonna
1: buy the full version.
0: I did, but um, uh, yeah, based on um, what was I gonna say? Based on the direct, I'm sure a lot of people wrote it off. But I say give it a chance. It, you you might be pleasantly surprised. I mean, I gave it a chance. Then
1: I realize i'm like oh, it's not really for me I can't. yeah that's
0: the thing is like it is
1: i mean i could appreciate like everything they did with it but i i don't know i just don't really i can't really find it that fun don't yeah like...
0: it's basically a strategic fps so if you're not big on fps's and you're not big on strategy and you, or you want something faster paced you might not like it but that's why it's great that yeah, it's free because like you gotta try it and you gotta decide you didn't like it i weren't to bought it up front but when i tried it I'm like oh this is cool and then yeah, like, i
1: mean i like obviously i mean i like strategy games and i love pokemon right but I don't know, I guess it's just a little too slow for me. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you you need good multiplayer battles. That's really what it boils down to. Like, I single player, I was like, eh. But multiplayer is what really sold me. And then that made me go back to single player. And suddenly I had this, like, revigorated carrying of single player. Because I am like, oh. Like, I was motivated to do it because I like, oh, I really need to get this. Yeah. So I did it. And then I, mean, it I is, don't know.
1: I mean, maybe I'll we'll give it, like, another shot later. But, I mean, I spent, like, maybe, like, a little over an hour just, like, just messing with it. Just, like, running right. the controls. But... No, I just, I The
0: controls yeah. are, I will admit, the controls are not clunky. I mean, they obviously no, I mean, are because I mean, you're I mean, a submarine. I mean, well, I mean, they feel like you're driving, su-
1: like you're driving. Yeah. Right, yeah. Piloting ta- a submarine. But it does but. take a
0: little getting used to because you have, like, up and down on the control pad for, like, dive and yeah. submerge. And then you have, I mean, like, I mean a worked, weird combination yeah. of buttons for going forward and backwards. I mean,
1: it worked how I thought it would work, but then it's like, oh, know, I guess I just don't really enjoy Care.
0: using <laughs> a submarine. You know? Yeah. Well, good thing you're not in the Navy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good thing. Yeah, good thing. that This is the whole reason. So, yeah, that's definitely... I would recommend checking it out. I mean, if you don't like it, so be it, but it's free. You might as well. Yeah, I
1: mean, you definitely should check it out. I mean, you have yeah. no reason not to. You right? might as well, you might
0: as well yeah. at least get in the shallow end and decide if you want to dive in.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you do, I guarantee, you may consider it a steal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I'm gonna go get a sub sandwich before this war starts. There! All four words in a pun. The second half didn't make sense, but the first half did. So that's what I was playing, and that's what I was punning. What about... Uh, Jose, you did Gianna's Sisters Twisted Dreams. How is that Wii U eShop title?
1: Yeah, if it wasn't for Nintendo's version of the Humble Indie Bundle or whatever. Oh, right, yeah.
0: um, The 60% off thing they
1: did? Yeah, like, it probably wouldn't have gone. Like, I mean, it always caught my interest because, like, I mean, I love platformers. It looked fun. It had pretty snazzy visuals. (laughs) Snazzy. But, um, yes, I picked...
0: Yeah, I picked it up, and it actually actually was really fun. So what, I mean, obviously it has the girly, I I could tell from the chair, it has the girly aesthetic, but then it's also kind of, like, super action-y. Kind of like, it's like Sucker Punch without the violence. Yeah,
1: because I don't know, like, I guess, like, the character models, like, they're, like, I don't know, they're not that appealing-looking. Right. Which is, like, kind of why, like, I always kind of stayed away. But I figured I'd get it eventually, because, I mean, it just looked like a good game, and I haven't seen any, negative buzz about it. So, yeah,
0: so, like, how is the gameplay compared to, like, is it more Mega Man, more... No, it's, like... Like, Contra...
1: It's like it's weird. So I, I guess I,
0: I guess I'll just have to describe it. Yeah. Like,
1: so pretty much, um, it's a game where you just control one sister. It's really weird how the story doesn't really explain how you got your powers or what's going on. Because like one sister goes into some portal, you go in trying to save her. So I guess you're saving this other sister. Then yeah. you go. In, you just end up in this weird world where you, I guess, it's just like your alter ego that you're switching between. But what I really really like is um, when you're playing as this um. I guess we'll call it, like, a casual-looking girl. Like, she's just wearing, like, a regular dress, blonde hair. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, in this um very dark, evil-looking world. And, like, the music plays, like, um... I don't know, it's weird. It's, like, a... I guess I'll call it, like, a cutesy theme. It's, like, very, like... like It's, like, piano, xylophone, Like, not very... Not very intense-sounding. But all the right. enemies are all, like... They're, like, devil-looking people. They're, like, some monster that's like, spikes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, um... But then when you switch into the other dimension, like the more punker looking girl, everything is very like flowery and colorful and like the enemies like that word like devil looking people are like fat birds and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> but um and, and just like the way it changes between them is just really cool. It's like super dynamic. Like the music also like changes dynamically between them. Right. And it doesn't feel like interrupted, like it just like everything morphs into really nicely. You could tell they spent like a good deal of time like making sure it looked natural. Right, And it just looks really cool, just like when you're running through some parts where, like, oh, something is, um... There's a platform that you can't access in this dimension, so I have to jump on that dimension. But I have to use an ability from one of the sisters from the other dimension, so I have to start the ability in one dimension, change dimensions, and then kind of make it all work. So that's kind of the hook, is the, the... Puzzles to get
0: through the platforming are this yeah. dimension hopping.
1: So, like, I mean, they can they control maybe like um like an in between between like Mario and Rayman. It's okay. Like, they they have weight to them, but they also feel kind of floaty at times, right? And um, both characters, I mean, you just have run and jump, and, mm-hmm. and one other ability. Like mm-hmm. the casual looking girl, she has, um, I guess it's yeah, it's almost exactly like Mario's um spin when you press X that so he just spins in place. Oh yeah, 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 it's pretty much that. But if you hold X, you like. You stay hovering for a while, so you would use that if you're, like, falling for a long time and it's, like, a spike trail that you have to avoid. Mm-hmm. And the other sister, or the other version of her, she has, like, a, I guess it's not a homing attack, but, like, depending on the direction you hold, she kind of shoots in that direction for, like, a small distance as a fireball. So they both kind of have a double jump, but the way they work is way different. Like, the right. girl that turns into a fireball, like, she'll go in that direction at the fireball, but if she hits nothing, she'll just fall straight down. If mm-hmm. you hit something else, you could do it again and again until, like, you're running Oh, out. you if kind you hit, of chain them together Yeah, or sometimes, um, and you could also use it to bounce off walls So, maybe there's, like, something that you can't quite reach You'll, like, bounce off a wall in such a way that you could, like, reach that platform Right Or if there are really narrow corridors or just really tall, I guess, two you know, like a really tall tunnel mm-hmm. If you bounce off one wall, you hit the other one, you hit the other one You could just, like, travel up really high or really low, really fast And it looks pretty cool
0: Right Yeah, that's what sometimes I notice with trailers Everything look like, looks cool (laughs) yeah
1: and i guess um then it's pretty challenging like towards um like the first few levels like i mean they're kind of like a tutorial so it's pretty easy like oh okay i can't progress unless i change the dimensions here or like stuff like that but then later on like they kind of I was saying earlier they incorporate a lot of a lot of obstacles that you can't get through without changing multiple times on the fly right and also um like the enemy type also change when, like, when you change them, like, in one dimension, there will be like a skeleton mm-hmm. and he'll just throw stuff at you. But then, if you change dimensions, he'll turn into this knight that just charges really fast at you. And he charges so fast, like, it's almost like I don't know, kind of I don't like, so far I haven't been able to react fast enough. Basically, to jump over you need,
0: him. yeah, basically, you need really good reflexes because you need to know he's gonna yeah. be able to jump. So, even yeah. if
1: like, so even if you know, like, okay, he's gonna turn to a knight, nice, I'm probably gonna want to stay in this form. And it's also one of those games that has like a lot of um it encourages exploration like you could pretty much if you could think you could get somewhere you probably can you just have to figure out a way to do it yeah and usually they have like um these giant crystals that you just collect and you get like artwork and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and um i mean levels i mean they have um these little diamonds i guess they're like diamonds or crystals that little tiny ones that you just collect and they pretty much guide you through the level like i mean if you see diamonds that's probably where you have to go which is also how
0: you could say so the levels are relative. Well, I mean, I guess it has to be with the way you're describing the puzzles, but they're kind of more open end. Yeah, they're, they're not point A point B. They're not point A to point B to like Metroid or some Kirby games. Or that they're sort definitely of thing.
1: point A to point B, but there's a lot of other places you could go to on the way. There's dead ends. Yeah, well, and no detours. Yeah, there's some detours, but they always fit you back to oh, to the okay. Metro path. It's just like, oh, I could go this way, and then I find all these like hidden goodies, and then gotcha. I go back to my gotcha to my regular path. And, um, and then at the end of the level, like, a keeps track of, like, oh, okay, you found, um, 200 out of the 205 little tiny crystals, and,
0: I don't know, it does make That's you... very Rayman-like, with the, uh, like, instead of looms or yeah, whatever Yeah, they call it? yeah, it's
1: like the looms, the lums or whatever. Lums, yeah, lums. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it does make me want to, like, replay the levels and, like, do them again. And the, right. And the bosses, like, there's one boss that was actually pretty hard, like, it's, um, like a double-headed snake. Mm-hmm. No, it was more like a worm. Anyway, it was called a hands-on Gretel, like, one half
0: of it. Was hands on the other half was growl,
1: yeah, but they were like tapeworm looking. So one of them just had like pigtails and the other one didn't. That's and not creepy a at half. all. And it just, <laughs> and it just like um, I mean, it, it walks by like I guess using each head as a foot, kind of. I mean, it's just a uh-huh. worm, so it kind of it's like slinky. It walks like a slinky, right? And on the bottom, there's like the spike going back and forth, and you have to like switch dimensions to make the spike like shoot up. So you have to make it hit the worm like at the right time, and then it just like the taxi us, You have to dodge it. It's one of those bosses where you hit it three times or four times and you have to like memorize the patterns, but mm-hmm. it was pretty tough. I did not expect to die so many times. Like, I don't know. I always, ex- I didn't expect this game to be challenging, but like, I mean, super challenging, but it's a really good kind of super challenging.
2: Yeah. D- d-
0: what, the way you're describing it, it, sounds, it really reminds me a lot of like, like in terms of vibe, like Sucker Punch, I know it's a movie, but like Sucker Punch, or, like even Powerpuff Girls where it's like, it has kind of a cutesy aesthetic until you get a little deeper and it's like, there's a, the whole dual, uh dimensions thing there's really tough bosses there's always like powerful enemies along the way like it
1: yeah. it seems
0: very like they purposely misguide you by having the characters be who they are
1: yeah oh no, it's, it's really fun especially if i mean it's definitely not five dollars anymore but it's 15
0: i just looked it up yeah i mean it was <laughs> i was just checking when you were saying all that
1: i mean right now one thing i did notice though um I mean, you could obviously play it on both the gamepad and the TV, but um, when I was trying to play it on just the gamepad, there was no sound whatsoever. They're fixing that. They're I know, like, yeah, that's yep. the thing. Like, at first, I'm like, huh, that's weird. I tried trying to see if I could fix it or something, but no, there was nothing. And then um, and then I'm like, okay, it was just something I just accepted. All right, I guess there's just no sound on the gamepad. I guess that's just something they did.
0: But now they're putting yeah, it
1: Yeah, and then when I, sure. I saw that they're actually updating, I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: so that works out. Yeah. But yeah, so you'd, you'd recommend so, it. Is it like the type of game that's good for anyone that likes a platform, or is it like someone who wants a challenge? Because it sounds like it's more of like, you know, it sounds like it's more for someone who likes kind of a harder platform. Like, maybe not Super Meat Boy hard, but, like, that direction. I mean, it's definitely not Super Meat right, Boy hard. Right, but like more in that, like skewing in, like that, in that. I like think like it's like borderline masochistic. Um, <laughs> so maybe someone who, likes no, prefers uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which is supposedly harder than other platformers, over, say, New Super Mario Bros.
1: Yeah, it's, like, an in-between. Okay. I mean, if you like platformers, like, I'm sure you enjoy it. Right. And also, I mean, what does make it harder is actually trying to get every single crystal. Kind of like many games, like Kirby. Uh-huh. Like, hey!
0: Bringing it back to the Sunstones from Kirby yeah, Triple like, Docs. <laughs> like a
1: lot of those games that like you could just burn through the levels like no other. But, right. I mean, collecting those things and trying to find all the hidden secrets is what makes the games a lot harder. Right. Like that's, where the, that's, that's like the, the, the Nintendo
0: game. design philosophy right there, is make it pretty straightforward to beat the level. But to really beat the level and get everything, it takes some yeah, skill. I that.
1: So, I mean, like, so I'd recommend it. It might be a little harder to chew out for 15 bucks, But, I mean... Just wait for another sale. I'm sure it will yeah. be one. I mean... At the price I got it, I think it was definitely worth it. I mean, I would say ten bucks also I'd right. pay for it, but I don't know. I don't know why fifteen sounds like a lot. 'Cause I mean Ooh. I haven't I mean I'm pretty sure I'm close to beating it, but I don't know how, how many levels
0: we, how many levels in are you? Or worlds um, or whatever.
1: It actually does show you the total number of levels, because you could just say like, kind of oh. grow through the whole thing. So how many? But you can't unlock but I don't remember how many levels oh, are. Oh well, never mind. It's at least forty. That's a I mean, pretty like decent a good value. Amount. But yeah. some of them are, I mean, I no, actually, I'm pretty sure, I'd say it's worth the, the full price.
0: Alright, yeah, there think. you go. A hesitant yes <laughs> <laughs> on Joanna's yeah. sisters. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. Um, no.
1: I mean, outside of the price, like I just say, it's a really good game. Like, I'm really glad I gave so it another, a shot. It's
0: another one of those eShop games that like, you don't know is there until you try, and then you're, like, completely inerrant with it. Yeah. It's like with SteamWorld Dig, where, like, it kind of crept up out of nowhere, and then there's suddenly all this good, pro- like, buzz and press about it, and it turned out to be a great game. Seems very similar. So, um, I guess with that, unless there is anything else, I think that pretty much does it for this episode. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, as always, thank you for listening for the past two and a half hours as we discuss all things Nintendo. Uh, be sure to keep an eye on the site in the coming weeks. And we'll, of course, be having more extras, as we almost always do. And we have some interesting ones coming up. Uh, we're going to have a new flashback. We haven't done that series in a while, so expect our favorite DS games. Is that what we're up to? Yeah, DS games. Uh, we also are going to be taking a look at the hacking, the world of hacking Pokemon sometime in the future, so keep your eyes peeled for that, because that's going to be a super interesting read. Uh, Jose is taking care of that one, because he, he knows everything Pokemon. Uh, the best way to make sure you don't miss those or our next episode is to subscribe or, sorry, follow us on Twitter, at Nintendo, or for podcast purposes, subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Um, Our next episode will actually be on March 9th, and we'll have those long-awaited, already promised Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze impressions, along with, you know, the usual news roundups and whatever other game impressions we may have, possibly um, the Weapon Shop game. From level five, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking weapon shop to MSA. It. I think that would be a good one to talk yeah, about. So, so, so stay tuned. A few games
1: I'm definitely yeah gonna get. I going mean, to already put my e shop, e shop, e
0: shop, e shop, e shop card e shop. thingy in there. Day too soon. Hey, anyone that happens to be at Best Buy between the day's podcast goes live, which is tomorrow, which is today now, the 23rd of uh, February, or up through the next Saturday the 29th, swing by Best Buy, 20 percent off all e shop gift cards. So that's. Could be handy, given that there's a huge influx of indie games coming. But yeah, um, so stay tuned for the next episode. Check out Cypher Extras. If you want to keep up with our latest gaming activities or just general thoughts on life, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm JSR7. Jose is Wero. That is, as always, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. We're also on Meverse. Feel free to friend or follow us. I'm Jason R on there. And Jose is still that same Wero with a funny underscore and two different O's. So, we will see you in two weeks on March 9th for our next episode. Until then, um... You know, there is no until then. (laughs) Goodbye.